ain't got. There you go, tag. You ain't got to tag me. Oh, yeah, you tag. I tag myself. In. You got tag. Bro. It tag automatically. We got a special guest here today. Very special guest. Mr. Adam Mr. Kirk. Mr. Adam hey, Kirk. how you doing? Good, good. Thank y'all for having us. <laughs> we got a little sound effect today. <laughs> so, right. uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Adam Kirk. Yes, sir. Well, Adam Kirk, I'm the county prosecutor in Grenada County. Uh, I was elected last, last term and have served as four years as a county prosecutor. I was the assistant county prosecutor for 11 years prior to that. Uh, Jay Gore was the elected prosecutor and I was his assistant. So, okay. so I've been in the prosecutor job for the county for about 15 years mm. uh, so, and uh, served, got a private practice as well and in Grenada. Uh, I was born in Grenada and uh, grew up in the big city of Duck Hill, but I went mm. to school here and, and my mom and dad uh, uh, from Duck Hill and uh, my mom taught school at the, at the Grenada uh, public school systems for uh, about 20 plus years at Willow Wilson, and then she got pregnant with my little sister who we were talking about earlier, yeah. Allison, and, and uh, uh, which you know her, and, yeah. and uh, so she took some Close time me. off and then came back, and, and uh, after uh, after she got a little older, she came back and finished out teaching uh, over at the uh, middle school. And my dad's a farmer and uh, from Duck Hill, and uh, so anyway, I've lived here basically my entire life except for going to school. I went to, uh, I went to Grenada Public School, and I went to Kirk. I also graduated from Kirk. And then I went to Delta State undergrad, and then I went to Ole Miss Law School. And, uh, and after I got out of law school, I came back, started working in Grenada for, for Mr. Gore and his firm, and uh, and worked there about, I don't know, 14 years or so, 13, 14 years, and then I started my own practice about three or four years ago. Okay, it's cool, man. Yeah, I like that. That's a nice little intro. Yeah. Listen, he ain't play with it. He, with it. he give y'all the whole rundown. So okay, um, you run well. You already the prosecutor, right? That's just incumbent. Yes. Why, why is um, why do you feel like you well qualified to be the prosecutor? Well, you know, and I've told people this before. Being a prosecutor is a is a hard job because you've got laws and you've got uh, penalties that go along with 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 uh, criminal issues that we have to deal with and and uh you know there's a sliding scale you know there's no sentence that says you if you do this you get one month or six months or 12 months or however long it is you you, you get a a scale of, of zero to six months or zero to 12 months depending on the facts of the case right. so there's a lot you have to know the law and any attorney is is going to be qualified to do that or either be able to to determine what the law that applies the situation is but then you have to use a lot of discretion and you have to you have to figure out what works best for that person there's no cookie cutter answer to every crime that, that you prosecute as a prosecutor and, and it's a tough job because i'm 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 the bad guy i'm like the dentist you know yeah I'm, I'm the dentist i'm I'm somebody you don't want to come see, you right. know, and, and generally that's the way people look at prosecutors, and and uh, you know I don't believe that as a as a person or as a prosecutor myself. I, I would welcome anybody to come talk to me, you know, but but I understand, you know, that there's a uh, there's a. Uh, uh, a connotation there that the prosecutor's out to get me kind of thing, and, right. and uh, but that's not true. And, and I read a quote. It was a, it was an attorney general for uh, the U.S. and I can't remember his name, but it's an older quote. But it mm -hmm. said basically, as a prosecutor, you have to learn when to be harsh and 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 be tough, and you have to learn when to be compassionate. Mm -hmm. You know, and and you just have to fill those things out. I mean, it's not something that you can read a book about. It's kind of like being a parent. You know, we're talking about you've got. 
you've got three kids right. and I've got five children mm-hmm. and uh, there's no manual for that. You just sort of have to figure it out and, and it's experience and it just takes, it takes the experience to figure out what works best in situations. And, uh, you know, what I have done in the past is, is relied heavily on uh, my officers that, that work the cases and, and handle things. First of all, they're the ones wearing Kevlar out there on the street exactly. right, tending, tending to these things and, and trying to keep the community safe. And, you know, and, uh, and I think they most of the time do what they can to, to make sure that if they take somebody in and arrest them, they deserve it. You know, they, you know, right. it's necessary. I, I know we hear all the time in court, you know, I gave them a warning, told them to go home. I, I told them to get out, you know, to take off or whatever. And they didn't leave, didn't leave, didn't leave. And, and so I trust that because those guys are out there putting their lives on the line. Those guys are out there and girls mm-hmm. uh, out there. They're on the front line. I'm, I'm just the one that prosecutes the charge once it gets to court. Right. You know, they're the one that works the case up or the investigator, you know, and the police officer or the sheriff's deputy or the game warden or, or, or whoever it may be. And, and so I trust them heavily. And so in my career, I've talked to them every case I have. Hey, what do you think? How was this person? What was their attitude? What did they were they What did they say to you? You know, have you dealt with them before? Uh, is this the first time you've ever seen them? All those things are huge to me. You know, determine how we're going to deal with this case. Okay. You know, and and if if it's somebody we've never seen before, they're probably going to get you know the the lighter end of the spectrum. You know, if it's somebody we see every Thursday, <laughs> right, know, right, right, it's probably not going to be that you know right. be that easy. So so it's just that's just the way I, I try to do it. You know, but the officers are certainly you know, certainly a big role in, in developing my opinion of how to handle things. So, and I'm sorry it took so long to answer uh, that. No, nah, I mean, he did good. Uh, so how do you feel about re- repeat offenders? Like, um, are there programs you use or ways that you redirect them into society somehow? Well, there are several out there, which uh, Mississippi Rural Legal Services provides a lot of options there. Uh, and, and there are some other programs that uh, through Mississippi College School of Law, they have them. Uh, University of Mississippi School of Law has several programs, uh, and there are several programs by private organizations as well that, that are available. Uh, the, the bigger problem with, with that is you generally can't force people to do those things. Mm-hmm. They, they have to be willing to do it themselves, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, we do encourage that. And if it's available, we try to help. You know, if we think it will help them, we certainly try to do that. Uh, and uh, but you know people have to make an effort as well you know and, and so it it takes it takes both sides I I've never told anybody no I won't let you go to a rehab program or no I, I don't believe that's a good idea or anything like that I don't think anybody would I mean right. we're, we're all and, and I say we we as a community or right. we we as, as people we want to help each other you know we, we don't want to see the worst in folks and, and you know we want to see people get better and and and, and uh, recovering and I think it's great but the like I said the problem that I see most of the time is it's so hard for people to turn that corner you know even if they do try to get help it's just hard I mean I had a uh, I had a meeting on the coast a couple of years ago with a guy from uh, and he was talking about drugs he was a, a director of uh, uh, the Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics and he was talking about how difficult it is for people to, to get off of drugs and just using that as an example but he said you know it's kind of like telling us to stop breathing right. you know or it's kind of like telling a fish not you know to, to right. get out of the water because to them once they do those drugs it rewires their brain and and their brain saying hey look you got to have it you got to do it and to be able to break that cycle mm-hmm. is incredibly difficult you know and so 
I believe people when they say they want to quit. Right. You know, I believe people when they say they want to change, but it's just hard. You know, and uh, so anyway, but there are programs, and we and we do we do encourage those, and and usually, at least in justice court and, and in youth court, the the guardian ad litem who represents the children uh, in youth court, or the or the public defender who represents the defendant, they're the ones that sort of coordinate that with the with the person the defendant and then that the lawyer will usually come to me and say hey look we're thinking about doing this or that do you are you okay with that and of course i like i said i'm i've never you can ask the, the public defenders i've never said no man we ain't doing that you <laughs> right, know? Right. So, i mean i i believe in trying to do that if it's appropriate you right. know, if, it, if it's something that can help you know and sometimes it helps but a lot of times it doesn't oh um, so do you see the old program actually helping with the overpopulation in in the prison system well you know that's a good question and there, there. I don't think there's a good answer for, for, uh, for that. I think, I think if there was an a, a, a more effective way for people to be able to get off of drugs, for, right. as far as overpopulation for drug right, offenses right. and things like that, sure. But it's just so hard. Right, you know, right. I, I don't know. I don't know that I can answer that. Um, um, if it's, if it's, I don't think it's the cure for it because it hasn't worked. Right. You know, I mean, we've we're, people are building jails all the time. In fact, you know, counties uh, and private companies are building jails now because the mm. county jails and the state jails they they can't they can't hold everybody. You know, and so uh, you know, I, mm. I, I don't know what the answer to that is. If if I did, I'd probably. Uh, uh, be somewhere other than here and be a lot richer and uh, yeah. a lot smarter if I had an answer for you know for that I, I yeah I just I don't know I think it can help but it certainly won't cure the problem we got a viewer question on um, they said what if the prosecution is based off a lie coming from the officer, officers and the investigators yeah and and that's that's a good question you know and and uh, all I can say is when somebody testifies and before they testify they raise their hand they swear to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing mm -hmm. but the truth if they perjure themselves that's a felony uh and if it comes out that what they said was untrue that person is about to be in their own trouble you know and so uh, we have to trust what the officers say we have to trust what the what the people testify uh you know and and my job as a prosecutor is to elicit the testimony from every person that's involved in the case, be the victim, uh, the witnesses, the officer that worked the case, the investigator that worked the case, uh, and, and let the judge decide who to believe, you know, who, who's most credible. That's not my job, and I'm glad that it's not because it's a tough one. You know, to sit there and, 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 and have to judge somebody, especially, and it happens a lot, you have completely contradictory uh, <laughs> uh, 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 testimony about what happened. And, uh, and so, you know, you just have to, you have to balance that thing. And, and luckily, you know, and, and I don't, I don't want to sound mushy or anything, but luckily we've got good officers, you know, in my, in my years of, of practicing and prosecuting, I've never known that to be an issue. You know, I've never been told, you know, that, sheriff you know the, the sheriff deputy uh made something up yeah you know, or the, the police officer made something up i've never i've never encountered that okay then. um you a numbers guy somewhat okay oh <laughs> um, we got a statistic on facebook um basically um statistic of no bill defendants in county jail on charges not not billed by grand jury mm -hmm. and they said that the county paid up to this date Two point six million dollars, mm -hmm. just having having um inmates just lingering around in jail. So um, how can y'all try to shrink that number down for the taxpayers? Well, I can shrink it really quick with with a short comment. 
uh, and, and I, I I saw those numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, some somebody uh, told me about it. And I went and took a look at it, mm-hmm. and so I, I took it upon myself to sort of check out and see see what that meant. Uh, and the good news is the county doesn't pay anything for an inmate to be incarcerated. Mm-hmm. The reason being, well, and I and I'll explain a little more. But the reason being is the county owns the jail. Mm-hmm. All right, so the county mm-hmm. doesn't pay itself to house county inmates, right. but there is a budget for the county. And part of the county budget is the maintenance of the jail. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter if there's one person in jail or 180 county inmates in jail. The cost of the county is the same based on the budget, which is passed by the Board of Supervisors every year. So it doesn't cost the county anything to mm-hmm. house. And, and I saw that, and I, I think what the numbers represent are what other entities, like if the city of Grenada houses an inmate okay. at the county jail, they pay what was it, $39 and some change right. every month or every day, excuse me, for housing that inmate because it's the county jail, so they're basically paying rent for that inmate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a county, I mean, it's a city cost, you know, or if it's a federal inmate, I think the federal inmate rate is like $38 or something. It's a little bit cheaper, but, I mean, it's like a dollar difference. Or if it's another county or another, if they're, if they're not a Grenada County inmate, there is a cost, but the county actually gets paid that money. So it offsets their budget and actually reduces, right. <laughs> you know, the operating cost every day that there's a there's a city, you know, inmate or another a federal inmate or something like that. So the, the taxpayers of Grenada pay taxes to maintain the jail, which is outlined in the budget, which is public record, you know, at, uh, uh, at the courthouse and the chancery clerk's office. So you can look at that. I looked at the budget. I can't remember what the total budget was, but it wasn't. Per year, it wasn't nearly about mm-hmm. what just what those numbers right. are. So, so there, you know, I think if if you look at it in a vacuum, as far as the cost, if the county was paying, those numbers are probably right. But since the county doesn't actually pay a per diem uh, uh, for the the uh, housing of a, a county inmate, it's it's not accurate. You know, if, right. that, if that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So. Um how do you feel about um, plea deals versus jury trials? Because um, mm. plea deals, uh, <laughs> plea deals are uh, what happen most of the time uh, mm-hmm. in in any court, uh, in circuit court, and with the DA or with uh, uh, or with uh, justice court. In my court, which justice court is kind of an anomaly, you're entitled to a jury trial if you desire one in justice court, but you you don't have one very often, just because most people don't uh, don't. Uh, elect to do that. Usually, mm-hmm. they just allow the the sitting judge, whether it be now we've got Judge Talon or Judge Leon Williamson, uh, they'll hear the case and decide it. But you're absolutely entitled to impanel a jury, just like you are in circuit court. And a lot of people don't know that. Right. Uh, but uh, I think in the whole time I've prosecuted, I may have had two or three jury trials in in justice court. So that tells you. And, and mm-hmm. a lot of things are compromised. And, and and the reason a lot of things are because in justice court. Primarily, and which of course I deal with youth court too. We're talking about justice court. Right. Uh, primarily, most of those offenses are, are tickets uh, for uh, speeding tickets or uh, are DUIs, uh, drug offenses, domestic violence charges, things like that. And a lot of the drug offenses that we deal with, a lot of times the weight of the uh, of the uh, contraband determines whether it's a felony or whether it's a, a misdemeanor. And a lot of times the weight is is very close, you right, know, right. to being one or the other, right, right, right. and and it costs money to send all of the drugs to the crime lab, which the county does, and then the crime lab is so backed up 
and if we waited on the crime lab to come back on every case, we would wait on cases for, for six months, eight months, ten months because the crime, there's only one crime lab in the whole state. Right. <laughs> and, and, they're, and they're doing this for every county, all 82 counties. So it's you can imagine the volume right. that they deal with and they just don't have the manpower to keep up. And so uh, a lot of times I say all that to say there's a lot of pleas with that because if it's a question, again, I go to my officer and say, hey, look, is there a question about this amount? You know, is it is it close enough to let the guy plead to a misdemeanor amount, keep the felony off of his record, uh, and 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 give him another chance? You well, know? So, well, why should it um why should it come to asking them if it's you know close enough to be in there if it's a specific number? Mm-hmm. Well, that, yeah, and know? I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. The reason being is it's a specific number, but in order to get that number, the crime lab has to tell us. We can't go sit it on a scale ourselves and say, okay, it's so-and-so grams wow. you know we have to have a crime lab report which is a sheet that's stamped and it says this is because the bag's got weight you know or uh, whatever it's in's got weight so they, everything that is in is part of and even if you dump it out it could still your scale might not be right yeah. it, it's just that's the way it has to be done you mm-hmm. know and so in, instead of waiting on that process a lot of times you know and if it's close it's kind of like with the dui you know if, if there's a there's a an area of uh, uh, of discretion there if you blow 0.08 uh, there's a little the, the the machine has a little range of error and so if you blow in that little range of error you know you're you're, you're probably going to get the benefit of the doubt that you you weren't you know under the influence right. because you blew in that range it's kind of the same way so we, and we try to give the benefit of the doubt i've never gone I've never had one that was a, a teeterer, and we go up to the felony. You know, yeah, if, yeah. if it's a teeterer, we always go down. down you know, right, right. Uh, so uh, so anyway, that's but that's the main reason we do a lot of pleas with those. Uh, uh, and of course, nobody has to take a plea. You know, but uh, uh, they they're entitled to a trial. But uh, but it is helpful uh, if that's able to be done because it just speeds up because you know big docket a lot of stuff going on yeah. and it, it court would last way way longer than it does if uh, if everybody wanted to try right, 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 right. <laughs> you know so uh, and some people don't want to take the risk you know that uh, that may be involved with with what the court may do if if uh, if you have a plea agreement course the court the judge has to approve whatever the prosecutor and and the attorney uh, for the defendant agree to, but mm-hmm. uh, more than likely they will unless it's something that doesn't make sense to the judge. Uh, so, uh, uh, so you know, it's still got to be approved. But, uh, but it's still, it's 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 the most normal thing to have a plea. You know, you have pleas way more than you have a trial. Right, right, right. Um, got anybody on? Yeah, we had a couple of questions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, get back to the first one. Uh, I'm gonna get to this one. Though. They they asked you, are you planning on participating in the Democratic debate? At the Uptown Auditorium Thursday at 6.30. Well, I haven't heard about it until today. Uh, and my oldest daughter has a softball game tomorrow, so I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to be there or not. Okay. Uh, what you got, Scrap? Um, now, we were just talking about um, the prison, the overpopulation and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that uh, um, habitual offenders get a crack at a second chance because like a lot of people um they get they charge they get out they usually get the same charge again mm-hmm. and do you think they get a second crack at life they second trip out of jail well i guess it depends on how they how they use it you know i mean i i think it's it's capable to do that 
but it's harder. I mean, especially right. if it's a felony, which, like I said, in, it, being the prosecutor in justice court, my job primarily is to handle uh, misdemeanor offenses and then preliminary hearings for felonies, uh, things like that. But once the preliminary hearing's over, it's shifted to the DA's office, and they, they carry the case on from there, uh, you know, as far as prosecuting the case. Right. Uh, so so they deal with the sentencing and, and all of that mm -hmm. when, when you get to habitual offenders and felony right, offenses. Right, right, but right, right. but, but I, I mean, I think anybody would agree that if you're a convicted felon, it's harder for you to get a job. It's harder for you to make a living. And, and I think nonviolent habitual offenders or, or nonviolent offenders, uh, first-time offenders certainly should be given a different status when they right. come out. And, 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 you know, there's some legislation out there. I think there's some federal legislation and maybe some state legislation to try to uh, uh, give some rights back to people that, that are convicted felons once they get out that mm -hmm. have lost things because it, it's hard, you yeah. know, and, and I, you know, and, and uh, I don't, like I said earlier, I, I don't want to see anybody, you know, be in a worse spot if, if they right. can be in a better one, exactly. you know, but, uh, but, you know, people have to be accountable for their actions too. And, you know, if you, if you mess up and you do something wrong and you get in trouble, then, you know, you sort of knew that getting into it, you know, and, and, and that's why I guess I look at a lot of things. People bring things on themselves. I bring things on myself. You yeah, know? but what yeah. if somebody judged you for something you did when you were 16 years oh, old? Oh, yeah, now, I, well, in in that case, it'd be something that happened in youth court. Because usually when you yeah. get out of jail and you're a felon, it follows you. Oh, it absolutely does. They, which, go, they go back and look all into yeah. the records. Which, good thing, and, I, and you just use 16 maybe as a, as a right, generic right, number, right, but right. youth court, uh, if you're 18 or younger, anything that you do, unless it's something that I believe it carries life in prison, mm -hmm. uh, you're prosecuted through the youth court program. And when you turn 18, it's all gone. Yeah, yeah. And it's not on your record. So you and, and that happens a lot. And we have kids that get all mm -hmm. kinds of breaks that you wouldn't believe because of their age. You right, know? Right. Uh, and uh, uh, grand theft get you 20 years you know yeah. uh, or and I think the first time offender maybe get you 8 or 9 years if you were an adult right. but 15, 16 years old you you're know, probably going to get probation yeah, you know? okay. and uh, and try to because the youth court program system is definitely geared to rehabilitate and try to get kids to to turn from any uh, is it, ways is it that, success rate with it? Sir? is the success rate high with it? well I believe that it is we, we don't have a lot of repeat offenders in youth court mm -hmm. uh during my time and I, we certainly have some you know and uh, uh and and that happens uh but uh but yeah i think so I, I think that i think it's it's incumbent upon the court and me included uh to to tell the kids how important it is to make something out of this chance they've been given because they're getting a huge break which the it's nothing that the court's doing it's the way the law is set right. up you know the law is set up Youth court is actually a civil court. It's not a criminal court, mm -hmm. uh, even though we're dealing with crimes that are committed, but they're committed by juveniles, juvenile. so it's all considered civil. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that it can all be erased once they turn 18 because it's a civil issue. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, kids that are that are charged with, with theft or burglary or, or breaking and entering or armed robbery, I mean, you, you see all that, uh, you know, they can do that and not go to prison for 10, 20, 30 years. They mm -hmm. can get an ankle bracelet for 30 days and be on probation for six months, go to drug court, make sure they're staying off drugs, and then, then it's behind mm -hmm. them. It's just like a bad dream. And, and, and I think 
people appreciate that. Kids appreciate that, even at young ages, that, hey, man, I got a heck of a break, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I don't want to make a career out of this, uh, you know, because if, if you do, I mean, no matter how successful you are at, at, at stealing cars or anything else, eventually it's going to catch, catch up, up with you. Me. You know, ask, uh, ask uh, well, what's his name, the, the guy that just got the uh, uh, Oh gosh! Up in New York, he was the Mexican drug lord. Oh, uh, El Chapo. Yeah, El Chapo. Ask him. You know, he <laughs> ran for thirty years. Exactly. And, uh, and uh, you know, catch. It, it's gonna catch you eventually. Oh, uh, are you um, familiar with the adolescent offender program? Well, I I am. Uh, I know that it's not in existence anymore. Right. Okay. <laughs> Do you think that was a good thing or a bad thing? I think AOP was great. That every time uh, uh, when when it was there. Uh, in youth court, we every kid that came through youth court just about we sent them to AOP, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there are some other alternate programs that are out there uh, that uh, that are available. But you know, and AOP was just a funding issue. I yeah. mean, that's what happened. The money ran out, and, and the legislature, I believe, didn't didn't renew or didn't do something, and, right. it, and it was gone. But but I think it was great. And you know, the boys and girls club, things like that, that are in Grenada, they can help. But the AOP was a state sponsored, yeah. state funded program and it was good because you knew what they were getting and 63 percent uh, you know. of all the kids that went through aop and up graduate i'm with you i believe my mom worked up for like really? 16 years really? so, yeah well know. she knows and yeah, yeah. so like I, I, said, I thought i thought i didn't mean to cut you off right. i thought it was a great program uh and uh, and, and you know the, the problem is which we live in a small town small community uh, you know, kids get bored, and we've yeah. all we've all been kids. I'm 40 now, I'm, so I'm getting to be an old man. But uh, <laughs> but you know, I was a kid too, and, and you know, idle mind is the devil's workshop. You know is what they say, and you know, kids come home from school, mom and dad are working late or, or whatever, they're gonna get into something. You know, I mean, right. and and, uh, and I, I think most kids that uh, that get into trouble or do something, they're just bored, and they're mm -hmm. looking for something to do. Uh, and we and we. We consider that, you right, know, right. In, in youth court. If we if we see a kid for the first time in youth court, you know, we're going to try to do all we can not to see them again, you right. know. And, and and I think it works a lot. I so, think. so how you plan on keeping your face out for the public to get out and go vote for Mr. Adam Kirk? Well, I have uh, I have walked the streets a lot <laughs> already. <laughs> hadn't lost much weight. I was hoping it made make me lose a little bit of weight, but uh, but uh, but I but I certainly I th I believe knocking on doors is important. Mm -hmm. uh, this this is certainly a good tool to get out there, and I appreciate yes, the invitation no doubt, no doubt uh, from you guys for that. It, it reaches a lot of households, yes, and uh, but I but every afternoon I, I try to go knock on doors and, and and hand out things, meet people, and 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 just try to try to speak to them, and uh, which I you know. I, I work and and uh, have a lot going on. Got five kids, and so got a lot of lot of lot of things to juggle. But uh, but this is as important to me as is as anything else. You know, as far as uh, my work priorities and and uh, and and I, I love the job. Uh, I, like I said, I've been doing it for a long time, and, and I think it's a uh, I think it's a very important position to have. Uh, whoever is in the position need, in my opinion, needs to understand the law and needs to needs to have the experience to apply the law to the facts and use some judgment and discretion with 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 determining how you deal with things mm -hmm. and uh you know and, and that's the thing i mean we don't have anything to do as a prosecutor we don't have anything to do with who's arrested uh or, or what they're charged with usually most of the time if if somebody uh, is arrested 
the, the, the officers don't call me and say, hey, look, I picked so-and-so up. What do I charge them with? They, they know what they're doing. But there are a few times that that's not the case, and I may get a phone call and say, what do you think? Or if it's a, it could be one thing or the other, I'll do that. But, you know, we don't have control over those things. All we can control is when the court cases come into our office, how we how we process them. Right. You know, and, uh, and, and I'll say this, and, and uh, uh, this is the way I try to handle things. When, when I found out I got in law school, my grandmother lived across the street from me, and... Uh, She's passed away now, but uh, anyway, I was so excited. You know, I got in law school. I thought, you know, man, this is just the best thing ever ever happened to me. And so I go across the street and I say, hey, me, mama, that's what I call her. I said, look, I got into law school. And she sat there and looked at me, and I, and I felt like it was an eternity. And, and uh, I said, are you not happy? I said, are you not excited? She said, I just never thought I'd have a lawyer in my family. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, what's that supposed to mean? And she said, well, I'm not going to tell you, but I'm going to give you a chance to change my mind. <laughs> and so, you know, I think about that all the time because, right. you know, she was like, well, you know, people don't like lawyers, you know. And, yeah. and so the way I try to handle stuff, I think about that every day is, you know, how do you handle this? What, what do you do? You know, if this was your sister, you know, or if this was your kid, you know, how, how would you want this to be t tended to? And that's why I try to do it. Right. You know, cool. that's why I try to do it. Um, okay, we had a few things. Okay. I got a lot of to catch you up on here. <laughs> Uh, first of all, they said tomorrow's not Thursday. They said it's Wednesday. <laughs> so the, the baseball they, uh, softball they game is Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I was asked, have you been keeping up with the Curtis Flowers case, and what are your thoughts on it? I haven't. I kept up with it the last trial, uh, and uh, the last thing I've kept up with was the uh, uh, the uh, the opinion that came down from the Supreme Court. I read it mm -hmm. uh, and read the dissent and, and all that, but but I haven't. You know, I haven't. I don't know a lot about the uh, the procedural facts or anything like that, uh, which of course that's not that's not my office or you know or anything uh, as far as uh, handling the case. But I I assume that uh, since the Supreme Court reversed the case, they'll send a mandate down from the U.S. Supreme Court back, and and I guess I guess they're going to have another trial. I don't know if they're going to try him again or not. No. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. They're not do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Another thing, um, somebody asked about a Trump wall. They said you worked on it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I've got a client uh, that's got a, uh, uh, got a contract with the U.S. Corps of Engineers, and, uh, and they're working on uh, some border wall areas in Texas. And, uh, and I have worked on that with uh, they're getting the right-of-ways and trying to obtain rights-of-way and stuff like that. Do you so really think the wall going to stop? Well, I don't think it would hurt anything, but I tell you what, one thing that I, I would encourage people to do is, you know, you should, those people, the people that live there, they can't wait for it to be there. Right. I, I've not talked to a single person that, that doesn't want it, you know, and, and uh, to me, that's that's what counts because right. those people are in their backyard. To me, I don't care if there's a wall there or not because they're not coming to Grenada, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, but the people that live there, you know, they, they're, they're for that, you know, so... Uh, so anyway, I you know that's all I can say is what they've told me. Right. But uh, and I, I think it's got to help. I mean, you know, it's not going to stop it. Uh, it, it, stop it ain't going to stop it. I mean, if you know, it, nothing you do is going to stop it. If somebody wants to, you know, wants to come in bad enough. And I believe, you know, I believe people. You know, this country is a country of immigrants. Certainly, you know, right. we're we're all from somewhere other than somewhere here. Else, you know, right. except for Native Americans. You know, and that's yeah. all. And uh, well, you know, so, most immigrants come from um, the UK and Canada. They overstay their visas. 
Yeah, really. And yeah, really. So I don't know much about. Mm. I don't know much about all that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they say. Uh, does he have any thoughts on foster care in Mississippi? Foster care, yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> foster care is a problem, uh, not because of the children, but because of the lack of uh, uh, available homes. Uh, right. And uh, we, and it's the saddest thing to me. Uh, that I have to deal with uh, as far as uh, trying to find placement because we'll have kids that we have to send to uh, DeSoto County to the mm-hmm. coast uh, mm-hmm. to find a home because there's not any, there's not, there's not, I can't say there's not any, there's not enough people in our area that, that are foster parents. And uh, I've got some very good friends of mine uh, that just got certified and then they've got two little girls right now and uh, best thing in the world, you know, and right. they kept the kids in Grenada. Uh, mama's in Grenada can see the babies. I mean, it's it's great, and that's what it's all about is is reunifying those kids with the parents. But but the biggest problem is we just don't have enough people here. And and actually, my church uh, I go to Manual Baptist Church, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I've talked to my pastor several times uh, about, and we've actually had a couple of meetings about uh, uh, trying to encourage foster parenting through our church with mm-hmm. with older people because you know a lot of people that have empty nests you know they, they want something like that back right. and, and so we, we've tried you know we're, we're working on that and uh, uh, trying to help encourage people to do that you know because it, it, it's a huge problem and you know and, and the entire youth court system as far as uh, a child that is uh, either abused or neglected or whatever the case may be the entire system is set up to reunify that child with, right. with the parents hey. And, and if the child is in Hernando and mama's in Grenada and daddy's in Grenada, that's hard. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's harder than if they're right here. You know, and, and our caseworkers are incredible about going and picking up children and bringing them back and doing all that. But, you know, it, it's just such a huge ordeal. Yeah. Uh, to, and I can uh, to imagine how it play with your emotional at night when you go home. <laughs> I tell yeah. you, well, there's one thing that, that, that's hard to deal with when you're, uh, when you're, especially if you're a parent, you know, because there's, Kids, kids, my children's age or younger, they have been and gone through so many things. My kids will never know about. Your right. kids will never That's know fact. about, and uh, and it breaks your heart. Yeah. I mean, and if 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 it doesn't, you're not human in my, in my right, opinion. Right, right. But it, it's hard, and we you know, and we languish over over decisions that we have to make when it comes to that because it's hard. And and usually the judge, myself, and, and one of the guardian ad litems, we all sit there and talk and, and and try to make the best decision because it is so hard. And actually, that's the children actually have their own attorney, you know, yeah. uh, to, to, to make sure we do the what's best for the child, you know. Uh, and uh, it, it's tough. It, it is, and especially when there's so many things that you see that happen and and you just you just like I can't believe that happens in Grenada, you know. Right. And that's one thing about being a prosecutor that, that has surprised me over all these years is is you know there's a lot of stuff that happens that nobody knows about. You right. know, if you're not in the law enforcement community or or anything, you, you may not know what happens. And and uh, not that Grenada is 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 a uh, a, a crime rampant place, but there's a lot of things that happen <laughs> that you right. might not think do, you know. Right. Uh, but uh, that's like with with sex trafficking and things like that. You know, you wouldn't think that happens around here, but it happens. Oh, yeah. You know. So anyway, I got uh, I got one more tough question. Okay. Uh, um, how do you feel about the relationship between black people and prosecutors in the court system? Uh, it's just the fact that you know usually black people really don't trust, like you said earlier. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we got a we got a pretty bad relationship with prosecutors. You know? Right. So, how do you feel about the relationship? Do you see a way that you can um, 
patched it up or, you know, fixed it? Well, you know, one thing I guess is um, – I can't help that I'm white anymore and you help that you're black. You right. know? And uh, so so that, you know, I don't have a problem with with that at all. You know, yeah. I, I don't have an issue with oh, it. No, we're not if, saying you have a yeah, problem. I, I, that's what I'm it, getting to. You know, people, it's their job. And, yeah, if people do, I mean, you know, the, the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the thing I'd say about me personally is, you know, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. You ought to ask the the other attorneys that I work with how right. I handle those things. Do, right. do I, you know, how do they see me? handling situations but but i don't as far as myself i don't handle a case differently depending on who you know whether the person black white in fact most of the time i don't know until you get until it. they walk up you know because uh, I, I don't i don't know you know and, and uh, there's no pictures and files you know so I, most of the time so I, I don't i'm not aware of it so so i don't like i said i don't see it as a problem but i understand i think if the prosecutor's black white whatever it's a tough job. Uh, it's still a tough job, and whoever the defendant is ain't gonna like the prosecutor most of the time, <laughs> you know, True. because because I'm the one that's trying to trying to prosecute that person for whatever the offense is, and and uh, you know that's that's just a difficult thing. But you know, one thing too is as the prosecutor, I'm not really, I'm not allowed by the rules of professional conduct to actually interact with the defendant. Right. Uh, you know, I can't go talk to the defendant with, with, unless their lawyer's there. You know, they've got an attorney. I can't go to the jail and sit down in the uh, in the jail cell or, or in the room with them and say, "Hey, look, man, what do you want to do about this? Tell me about this issue." That's the problem they had on. Um, I can't do that with the um, you know the the Central Park Five. That's that's the problem they had. You know, um, yeah. prosecutors sitting in with the um, oh on the yeah. in the Chicago yeah. thing. Oh, oh, New York. York. oh yeah, Central Park. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a new movie that came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah I Netflix. saw. I watched some of it on Netflix. That's mm-hmm. right. And and you can't do that. I mean, you could. I could. I don't know if I would be disbarred for doing something like that, but I'd certainly get a bar complaint probably, and, and probably get in trouble if if I talk to to defendant. So you know, I I don't have a lot of interaction uh, with a defendant without their lawyer. I don't have any interaction right. with a defendant without their lawyer there. Uh, but I really don't have an awful lot until we get into court, and I may ask them questions or something while we're out there if the attorney their attorney and myself are in the room talking you know we'll do that but but uh you know so there's not a lot of conversation between between the two really uh, and that's the way the system is set up to be i you know like i said it's against the rules of professional conduct for me to talk to the defendant right <laughs> you right. know so uh so anyway okay uh you got anything no okay I will, um i got a question right here they said um what do you feel about resources for a grenade like clothes and closets to help the needy families or even assist with the foster care, um, getting close. Yeah, well, there are uh, there are programs out there, uh, and uh, in fact, I know DHS accepts uh, donations. Uh, they accept them directly. Uh, mm-hmm. Amanda Brown, who is the uh, she's the director of MDCPS in Grenada County, uh, she accepts them. I've taken her stuff myself, you know, uh, and uh, I've taken her clothes and I've donated toys like at Christmas and stuff. We always have a little toy drive and and collect several cool. several hundred gifts. Uh, so we want to make sure every kid's at least got a present or two under the tree every mm-hmm. year for Christmas and uh, and which a food pantry is here. Uh, mm-hmm. There there are a lot of outlets that are there, you know, that that are available in Grenada County. Certainly. You could always have more, and you can always do more. Right. Uh, and uh, you know whether whether you're in the county prosecutor position or you're uh, in another position, or you're a lawyer or not a lawyer, you can still help with those kind of things. Uh, one other thing that uh, when I was talking about my church earlier, uh, we started a program called the Great 
commission initiative, which, you know, in the Bible, the Great Commission is go out and tell people about Jesus and, and spread the word. And uh, we actually started uh, saving money back from our tithing to go into doing something locally to help minister to people uh, that that are in trouble here, you mm-hmm. know, instead of sending money. We, we send a lot of our money to... Uh, uh, to a state fund and then it's distributed, but we decided to hold some of that back so we can do something here. And we've bounced around everything from a, uh, from like a, a some type of halfway house or drug recovery houses, mm-hmm. uh, or, or trying to set up food banks and things like that. And we, we started January of this year, uh, or we, we approved it in November, December last year, but we started actually setting the money aside. So we're about six months into collecting this money. So soon we're going to, and we hadn't decided what we're going to do yet. I'd love people's opinion mm-hmm. on here or yeah. call me yeah, uh, at my office let us know, let, us know, let us know when you get close to, you know, finishing the it, setup on it. Because it, it's going to be, yeah. we hope, a good bit of money uh, available for us to do something. And we just thought, you know, what better way to try to help uh, uh, help spread the word than doing it locally, you know, instead of instead of doing it on a statewide level, let's start here. And, uh, and like I said, that was a, a brainchild uh, of, of my pastor and, and uh, the associate pastors at mm-hmm. the church. And, and uh, I'm a deacon at, at the church, and so I was on the committee to sort of get the thing together. And, and, uh, and, uh, but we don't know. There's a, there's a place in Batesville that's a halfway, uh, I say a halfway house. I don't, it may not be the right word, but it's for women who are either uh, recovering or beaten and battered or recovering from drugs or anything. And it's just to, it's to oh, okay. help them. It's, 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 it's just to help them shelter. get back it's on their feet. Yeah. It's basically a shelter. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. And, uh, and that, you know, that may be a possibility or, or it may be something else or maybe several things that we do, but, uh, but that's, that's what what I think we can do from a, a local level, and, and you know, and I think our churches are important in that respect because you can garner so much more support, uh, and, uh, and and you can usually garner a lot of resources through churches uh, to to help the communities, and uh, and that's to me that's just as big of a uh, uh, a thing for the church to be involved in as as having church on Sunday mornings. You know, cool. I really do. I do. Want to do rabbit fire? Oh. Um. One second, we got a little game we're gonna play with you. All right, and we're gonna round it out for the night. So, listen, this is called Rapid Question, right? All right, um, we're gonna ask you a question 10 pretty easy questions, can be easy. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, ain't it? Ain't But listen, though, all right, the first question how the cold? Cold. Number two, do you like the east coast or the west coast? West coast, okay, then. Ford or Chevy? Ford. Let's see, breakfast or lunch? Both. <laughs> <laughs> and last night, leave day or night? I like nighttime. Yeah, that's all right. I though. like nighttime. Worst job you ever had? Worst job I ever had. Well, that that could be complicated. My dad's a farmer, so I've done a lot of stuff. I, I hope I don't ever have to do again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, pro- probably probably bailing hay. Okay, probably okay. bailing hay. Okay, Ooh. I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> Favorite restaurant? In Grenada? Anywhere. Anywhere. Oh, man. Mm. I'm going to say The Rendezvous. Ooh. Okay, okay. Okay, that's all right. Memphis, yeah. Favorite song? Favorite song. Y'all probably going to laugh at me, but uh, Poncho and Lefty Mm. by Willie Nelson. Okay. Y'all ever heard it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And the reason I love it, that's my dad's favorite song. When when I was a kid, I just remember him listening to it so much, and, and I just, I love it. Biggest guilty pleasure. Man, ice cream. Ice, ice cream. cream. <laughs> What's your favorite ice cream? Mint chip. Mint chip. Mint chip. Okay, yeah, man. Chocolate It's a little chip. different. It's a little different. Yeah, right I love it. All right, last one. Best advice you ever had? 
Uh, probably what my grandmother told me. She, that I, she let me change her mind. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's that's right. just, you know, that's just, it's a motivating thing to me to try to keep me centered and grounded, you know, as far as do the right thing, basically. And, yeah. uh, and uh, do do what you can sleep with at night. And mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing. Yes, sir, sure, man. Hey. Episode 58. That's Thank my y'all. podcast. Appreciate, appreciate well, y'all, man. Mr. Thank Curry, you. we so appreciate the conversation. Yes, sir. Man. All right. Thank y'all. Good night. Yes, sir. Really? What is what is Scrap favorite R and B song? Of all time. Yeah. All right, I give you a hint. Me and Kelly used to sing it all the time. I can't think of the name. Oh my fucking god! Bro, come on, bro. I know your favorite R and B song all the time. I can't think of the name of the song. That's so fucked up. Love you for life, bro. Okay, but I knew it was the Jodeci song, baby. I just couldn't. That's so messed up, bro. You couldn't think of it. I couldn't think of the name. I wasn't gonna start singing it. Yeah, thank you. Why you wasn't gonna sing? Uh uh, no. (laughs) Ain't no way, bro. I knew what it was. That's why I said of all time, right now, I know you like that. Brett. That's that'll be right now. Yeah, you're right. I know. I know. Damn, I can trust you. What's what's my favorite song? Jagged Edge. Prom? Nah, fucking on. Let's get married. She like the the hip hop version. Nah, (laughs) nah, her her favorite R and B song is probably going to be. Anything that's not R. Kelly. Mm. He's so stupid. Nah, what, what, hold on, let me ask you. What's your favorite R.B. song? By of all time. I, yeah. I you don't really have, you don't even have a favorite. Bubba nothing. Grind, covered by Jacquees. What, what was your favorite version of The Lion King? The original. Ah! Bro. I'm gonna be a Y'all do know this movie ain't for y'all, that though. Man, right? fuck you, idiot. Yo, overgrown ass can't go no motherfucking Lion King, bro. Bro, watch that, what you mean? And the man shit. Why the fuck they didn't eat the mouse? Yeah, mm-hmm. man. My whole point is, what I, like, what I tell you, they didn't do my favorite part with the hyena. Yo, with the hyena. Yeah, they ain't had a whooping. <laughs> they ain't had a goofing. The nigga wasn't goofy. He didn't fall in the thorns when he ran off and all that. Yeah, exactly. See, look at y'all. See, you definitely talk about how much you don't like the shit. Man, I liked it. I did like it. It was okay. It just went great. Dear Summer, I know you're going to miss me. For we've been together like night airs and crisp teas. S dots with polo fleeces. Purple label shit with the logo secret. Give me a couple years, shit, I might just sneak in. A couple words and like peaches and herbs. We'll be reunited and feel so hood. How the whole world saying, I still so good. Well, I do this in my slumber summer. I ain't none of these half-ass newcomers. You know how I do summer. I drop heat when you bring the sun up. The combo make niggas act up. I pick a gun up. Niggas back up. They know I'm not no fronter. I don't talk shit. I just flip an onion. 
Silence, I'm just trying to advance my goals. I ain't making you the butt of my jokes. But let's not stray from what I came to say to my beloved. Think we need some time away. They say if you should let it out, it's cage and fuck it. If it could be a good thing, it's tugging at my heart. But this time, the heart is needed. The public should have gave me the public. It wasn't got to do it out there. But you know me, got to the casket tips. It was like shine light bad, down on like, all my pairs. I know they wear somewhere I still want them to share and all the success I received. It don't even sound like that arrow. I still love them, but they don't love me. They people. like the drunk uncle when you're fair. But they trying to make you know like they made me feel ashamed. But you love them the same. It's like when dead. niggas make subliminal records. If this gonna be sung, they'll offer all them songs off the map. Nah, it's a lie. If it was sound like it sound now. Keep into the danger zone. You, you, you can hear it. No, it's worse now. If you that hungry fame, outdated. His, his little rasp is going. It just sound like an old man was like, was different. You can tell them some songs were recorded that you know. And I pray that I stay out for good. But any day you know a nigga could try to play like you should. You know what I did? You was outside. You was outside of I know you got five of you, I've been seeing Yeah, yeah. Tipping on and on Mackin. Crawling, still ballin' in the mix It's that six, six long dick Slim nigga stickin' your chick Pullin' tricks, lookin' slick At all times when I'm flippin' Bar sippin', car dippin' Grand wood, grand grippin' Still tippin' on Still tippin' on Four rollers Four rollers And no packin' And no packin' Four blowin' on that endo GameCube, Nintendo Five percent tent So you can't see up in my window don't understand me, cause I'm boss hog on candy. Top down at Maxis with a big Glock 9 handy. Pieced up, creased up, stand dressed to impress. Big boss bell buckle under my Michelin S. Oh, Gucci shades up on my braids when I escalate. When I'm riding spree wheel sliding like an escapade. I got it made, the big boss of the north. Ain't shit changed, I still represent what's your house. Huh? Why one of you can take that damn Oh boy, I'll be goddamn sick. Uh, this is your Hot hoes all on me. 
shine. Oh my god, there's a bad move. Time come and a time will come when I pass chop show. Trigger work or something. If anybody hate on that album, Never that, not when I'm in my favorite paper tag. 
So we say we was on? 58. 58. Did I say 57 when we were starting to show up? Early. I think, I don't know. <laughs> bro, you lose count out of three. Man, what? They all the same. Ain't that what you was saying? Mm, shit. Bro, you can't keep count out three. I, I should have put both of them in the same one. Anyway, never mind. Mastermind Podcast, episode 58. I'm 58. in the house. My boy Scrap yep. over there. What's up, Scrap? What's it do? Man, should do this weekend. Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. I went to church for the first time. In Man, that's, that's great. Shout out to me. Got that spiritual healing. I was basically was at my mama's house. That's it. Mm. Yeah, me holding the kid. Shout out to Darlene, man. Oh, yeah, man. What's up, man? I'm I got a funny fun story to you about Sunday night. Too. Mm. I'll tell you later. Mm. That ain't for the air. Listen, um, my little girl, man. Name for the air. Callie. <laughs> Baby girl went to see Lion King. Mm, I like King go. She loved it. Gonna be your mind. Her mama, on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little disappointing. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> Talk th- about it. That was her first, like, girls album with the girls, so. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She had fun with the two ladies. Yeah, like, I'm glad they went by themselves, you know what I'm saying? We finna talk about Lion so, King. I know um, you ain't seen it yet. I never watched it. You never watched the first or this one? No, I never watched it. I'm gonna tell you about the gripings, why everybody feel the way they feel again. A lot of people are mad, I see on the internet. Yeah. Ironically, that it was too much Beyonce. Um, it, I'm talking about... They nationally turned her mic up. Yeah. They did you they did East Side Slang. They nationally turned her mic up, Yes. And that's what a lot of people are. Cause they were like, Nala Nala didn't had them in the roles in the, in the yeah, first movie. Like she was just reserved or something. You yeah, know she saying? didn't have them in the line. I think if they would have st- if they would have stayed that way, they probably would have um been more powerful for Beyonce. Yeah. Knowing that she was the reserved And Beyonce Nala. voiceover acting wasn't as good. As you thought it would be. I ain't the beehive come see you about that. Well, I'm part of the beehive. I turn you know my back gets in one minute. What's you up? You know what I'm saying? So, watch it. You know what I'm talking about? I'm cool with Beyonce. You feel me? I'm just honest. I'm on the side of righteousness, my brother. <laughs> you know, I see a lot of celebrities went to see it. Um, A lot of politically correct um reviews on it. Yeah. 
I'm gonna give him the real. But the people that <laughs> the streets talk. It's a whole nother. The streets is different. I'm, bro, it getting to the point where it's thinning out on parents going to watch. It's like, nah, I'm going to let you watch that shit. Yeah. yeah. Bro, it wasn't our Lion King, bro. They were, I'm going to tell you, it wasn't terrible. Let me let me bag it up. Everybody's complaining about it, not saying it was terrible. It was boring. That's what I get. It was, they, they showed off this new CGI they got going on. They were showing... All they little tricks. It was too. It was too much of that, and it was drawn out. It was too much dialogue. It it just wasn't colorful. It wasn't colorful as the cartoon. Right. It just. It was boring and drawn out. And they tried to make it so. They make it gloom. That a lot of people were saying it was gloomy. Yeah, the story was very dark. When, yeah. When, when you look like, at it in this light, it take right. away the 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 kid feeling of it because yes. it was uh, being in that bright cartoon color. Yes. It took away everything that made you happy about the first line. <laughs> right. Like, it was some parts that kind of, you know, Peter, they they weren't too happy about the, the um, you uh, know, those, when they was eating, I guess. Oh, yeah, like, um, they actually showed, well, they didn't show them eating the carcass, actually, but, uh. You knew what it was. Yeah, like, they, they was the like, body was laying up, you can see part of the body, and right. they, he was up there eating on that joint, like. And they was like, um. They felt like that was a bad interpretation <laughs> of a kid movie. It was. You know what I'm saying? It, was, it, it had to be for adults. Then, uh, Scott was so busy trying to hit, um, what was Nala Mama name on there? Uh, the, the Mama line, anyway. Right. Scott spent most of his time as King trying to hit. Like, he was saying everything but let me smash. Right. See, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you take that kid <laughs> aspect out of it, it, I'm talking about they made it too serious, bro. So, like, oh my god, they, it, it made it so boring and drawn out. Scale of one to five, what you get? Three, three point five. Uh-uh. Just a three. Anything of three gonna be lower? Like two point eight. Wow. You gonna round it off with three? I'm gonna give me three. Wow. Oh, that's tough. Then they mixed up some movies, like they mixed up like some lines and stuff out of part two. And put it in, in this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They, they, I see what they were trying to do. They were trying to make it all inclusive. And, you know, trying right. to get the best movie out of it. But it didn't translate over the film. Well. So with the traditional song that was on the first line, King, was it on the second? Yeah. They were. And they weren't sung as good as they was in the wow. first Wow. Beyonce ruined it. Um, Can you feel the love? She ruined it. She outsung Donna Glove on the song. And that's a problem. Like they supposed to be kind of duetting the song. Right. And Beyonce wasn't supposed to have that much of the song anyway. And she, like, it's like they turn his mic down and turn hers up, like. Mm. So it's a lot of little it's a, intricate parts. That's the thing. It was a lot of little stuff. Like, it all add up. Yeah. Because like, people wanted to love the movie, bro. We didn't go into the movie, like, not wanting to like it. Because the hype was, we going to love it. We going to anyway. love it. Yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's all black. We going to love and it. And I think that's the stand that folks are taking on it. Like, I thing, love it because I said I was going to love it. Yep. Not because and, it was and people, excellent. People don't want to admit that some went what they thought it was. Cognitive dissonance. Because when you just think of, in history, um, remakes. Whether we talking Hannibal, Annabelle, um, It's been some good remakes. 
But how many of them been better than the first? Mm, they shoot about 40 from the field. So, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> so, most of the time, like, they hold a jump. They know it's not going to be as good as the first. But it's a free throw, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just remake the move. Don't do too much. It don't do. You know what much. I think they should do with Friday? Instead of making a new Friday, remake, remake the, the first, first Friday. Man, it's, it's going to be hard to recreate that magic. I man. said with... They filmed that movie in three with, weeks. With Ice Cube Jr. and and uh, DC. DC going to ruin it. Maybe. He extra. He he like Chris Tucker. But who... Crack. Okay, think of anybody else that got that, that, that enthusiasm. It's hard to find a young nigga, you know what I'm saying, that's going to play that role. Ice Cube Jr., he chilling. He ain't doing much. Yeah. He, I can see him replay, you know, playing that part of that. You know what I'm saying? But, but now, DC going, uh, he going, you know what, it'll sell tickets just because of him? Terry Crews or Debo? Nah. He already, <laughs> he already played, uh, what's the nigga name he played? Oh, uh, Diamond. Yeah, he played Diamond already. I don't know the other bully-ass nigga. Though. And there's something else they can do. They can probably, like, add some elements from the other ones and stuff. But if they do a remake, guess what we gonna do? We gonna take our old grown ass to the movie? Because Friday's a grown-up movie anyway. Right. It's a, it's a okay. stoner film. And we gonna, we gonna tell ourselves we gonna love it anyway. And we gonna be disappointed. Because the remake ain't never like the I real I think movie. Lion King done put a lot of people into to depression, bro. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, like, on some it, real time. some people with real life let down by the movie. Like, it wasn't, and again, I say this. It wasn't terrible, but you gotta know it lost a lot of the magic it came with. Like, oh, I know something. They had a chance to do they it. They should have called it Lion King. They should have called it like King of the Jungle or something. They should have called it. They should have. They should have. Reimagined. That's what they should. Lion King reimagined. Yeah, yeah. like that. Don't call it Lion King. Like, you got the. I don't know. You got the for they go that 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 title. Yeah, cause it it threw people for a loop, man. We thought we wanted to see Lion King, yeah. but we saw uh, Discovery Channel, yeah, so Animal Channel, Animal that, Planet. Yeah, that's what that's what a lot of people got out of it. A lot of people got um Disney Discovery ID. Or yeah, some shit bro, like, like yeah. You know what I'm saying? Discovery. It was like it was like South Court Animal Killing. Like it was more scientific than it was. They were trying to show they they were trying to show they CGI skills off. Like they got this new lit quality they using. Yeah. Like nigga lines look real in the mud, bro. Like mm-hmm. they like they shouldn't have been talking out there. And they would have the problem. You can't do all that cartoony stuff when they you know look so real either. Though. My little girl excitement about the old one like that. That's what I was telling Tasha. Like how so how she felt about the new? How your little girl react to the new? Love it. She loved it better than the old one? Yeah. Me like. Like, Kelly love the movie. I think she like going to the movies to see the movie. Nah, because she been there before. But all the kids love the movie. Well, yeah. Yeah. My it's kids, a different feel. Yeah, my kids love everything they go see the movies. But Kelly like, actually watch. She watch it. I'm you know just like that? this. My kids like the Black Panther better in the theater than they do at home. Like right. they don't like when they got home, they were trying to, they were ready to watch it, but by the time it got halfway with the movie, like Yeah, I haven't seen this shit. Yeah. It was alright. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. wanna go get that popcorn. Yeah, I I, I wanna go get that experience again. But now I will say with Kelly Kelly, she do she into that C G that CGI shit. Yeah. Like she liked it that look. It's for like and the realistic the, type shit. And that's the I'm a realistic person. Like I used to 
I played NBA Jam, but I, I like NBA Live better. Right. Because I want to get a more realistic feel. I want a more feel. realistic feel. Right. And, but they had a chance to do Lion King bigger. Like, it was, this is was your chance to show your CGI off and make it look real and, and do something bigger with it. It's like they scaled back like a whole lot. They made it so gloomy and boring, dude. Like, yeah. it was drawn out. Like, a lot yeah. of scenes where nobody said nothing. It was quiet a lot of times. Like, you like, dang, ain't nobody talking. The best comment I done seen is that it's the same exact movie. It's not. That's the best comment that I done seen. It's not. Like, it's the somebody, same movie. There was somebody that was... On Facebook. There was somebody that was trying to um, make light of, like, they they spent so they probably bragged on it for three weeks straight. Yeah, and when, and when they went to the movies, it wasn't the same movie. They just want you to believe it was the same movie to yeah. them. But it wasn't. James L. Jones wasn't even always the same. Well, they could just use his old voice over if you ask me. Yeah, but you know he that everything the light touches the line, it didn't hit the same. Cause he was the he old now. He the uh, he moved faster. The father. Yeah, the father. Right, right, right. Yeah, and um, brother, help me. It wasn't none of that hitting the same, bro. None of this shit the same. His he, he old, you know, he old. He he still did the best out of all that acting. So what did the file look like? The file was a little epic though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the scar slapped him this time. See, on the on the cartoon, Scar just put his paws in his hand and made him fall. Yeah. This time he said, Long live the king and slapped him in the face and made him fall. Ooh. You know, it was, they they tried to amp stuff up like they, they had me into it. I was like, okay, all right, right it's been turned up now. Then he got right back quiet out there. Right. Like it was, it was actually scenes where like people wasn't saying nothing, like nothing was being said. Why? That see that that's too much. Like I'm the, the art creativity of it ain't gonna sustain being quiet minutes yeah, like, at a yeah. time. It, you know, like I on the cartoon and on the real movies the scene where um little Simba trying to scatter the little lizard. And now I'm gonna put it like this is the part where the rat running around, oh what's what to kiss the rat, scars what to kiss the rat. The rat ran. It wasn't no background music being played, and it's just the rat running. About two, three minutes. Nothing being said, just a rat. On the cartoon, you know, they had a little background music. Then it didn't last that long. He slapped the joke and picked it up, about to eat it, and got interrupted. Blah, blah, blah. On the movie, on this movie, it was like the rat ran around. Minutes at a time, nobody said nothing. And he slapped it out on the mouse, and then he let it slip from under his hand. It was just little dumb shit, like. Wow. They could have did way better than that. You know, at the same time, you you banking on the title. Right. It is, but you you expect to say quality when you go buy a Jordan, right? I wonder what um the fourteen numbers like. Oh no, it's probably out the roof though. Yeah. God, everybody love Lion King, bro. Like, it's yeah. probably one of the most watched movies of all time. And they got that that um that clause in it that. If the kids like it, the parents don't have to like it. Right. Black Panther had that. Thing about though, Lion King from the nineties, the the parents liked it with the kids though. Right. It was a great story. Yeah, because it, that's what I'm saying. That's why it was tremendous. That's highs why all the kids got attached to it. Yeah, it was like tremendous highs and tremendous yeah. lows in the movie, and then another high. Like he he ended up triumphing at the end. Like cause about. And then they did it all black. It came time. out when? It, it, when did the first one come out? Like 90, 95. 95. 94, 95. Okay. I'm maybe like 8, 
nine. Um, I'm beginning to learn what betrayal is. Yeah, let's move ahead. Then. You see what I'm saying? And I'm learning that your own people can betray you. Sometimes you your brother, ain't your brother. That is a storyline that I can fuck with as right. a twenty year old. Right. It's, At that time, like. That's that's an actual like you know what I'm saying a yeah. good movie plot. Yeah, so, exactly. Somebody can, somebody can write a whole movie based off the line. Off the line king, put line. humans in it, replace it with kings and and and, and, and drug lord. Yeah, drug lord. And, and your, you got what you got? Your, power. Daddy, your daddy was a drug lord, and he, his brother killed him because he see. wanted he wanted the empire. See, and he ran the son out. The son went and stayed in the shelter home. Came back. That sound like empire. Sure do. Hey, let's write this movie though. Anyway, you see what I'm saying? So, you know, um, it wasn't the same movie. I see a lot of me for V. I see him. So, you know, shout out to the Lion King, man. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> Ain't no shout out. Uh, I hate I said the name of him. Man, get the fuck out of here. Man, I was reading the story on Facebook, though. Yeah. The remains of a um, dude that went missing 10 years ago was found in a grocery store. Um, <laughs> It, it happened 10 years ago. By 2009, his parents said he was acting irrationally. You know, he wasn't his usual self, and he left the house. He ran away. And um, I, they never saw him again. Well, uh, this year, they was cleaning out this grocery store and the racks and the shelves and the refrigerators and stuff. And they moved this cooler, and they found the remains, like a body of somebody back there, like just the bones and the clothes. Wow. The clothes matched the guy. They did the DNA with the parents and matched the boy. They said it's said to believe that he um, went there and hid on top of this freezer. It's like a cooler. They said that the workers that they used to work at the supermarket hid up there. Like, um, when they trying to just hide and get a break. Right. They used to hide on top of this cooler. They said they believe fell down behind it. And the cooler, you know, the um, compressor from the cooler and all that covered up the sound. Like he couldn't call for help and that. And he just got stuck back there and died. Wow. I'm trying to figure out anybody smell it, though. I'm like, trying to tell you, like, you know <laughs> death. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. Human death is a whole different animal. It's a whole nother movement. It don't smell good. Like, I can recall being in the hood and an older lady had died and she was in the house for about four mm. days. Four days, bro. And, like, when they swung the front door open... God bless her soul. It reeked the whole... It smelled like stage meal on east side for like... Ugh. I know two days. Because the landlord, bro, it was so foul. He, he, had, to leave, he had to leave the doors open to try to get the scent out. And I know for two days straight, it smelled terrible. Over there. I already know he couldn't get in there clean. They know what it smelled like. That. Listen, even when he had... He t- redid the whole house, had... Redid flow walls out of you can still get that out of like it was just I can't describe it, bro. So if if the grocery store was still functioning, it ain't no way they didn't smell that. Yeah, it's no way possible. He was back there for ten years. Wow. Terrible, terrible. Man, that's a that's a terrible one, though. Jesus Christ. Man, it was an hour somewhere. Well, listen though, uh, scrolling Facebook today, I see a meme <laughs> with just hilarious on the 
Yeah, I saw that me. <laughs> Greenwood and a beater. Let me tell you something, bro. I've been to IB, bro. Yeah. It don't look like that. No, me. it ain't. Somebody. It's the very opposite. It's a lot of pajama pants and do rag. You feel what I'm saying? I've been to Greenwood, <laughs> bro. In the time that I ain't been to Greenwood, when I go back, it's going to still look the same. It's going. I'm talking about 10 years from now, it's going to look the same. Uh, bunnets and tank tops and goddamn SpongeBob pajamas <laughs> pants. Every last one of them. And thumbs. But Greenwood get creative. They might get. They might got the squid uh pajamas. That's the great pajamas. You see what I'm saying? Like, uh, what you trying to do? What? Nah. Make us look like we got the. Don't give me some. It's, it's some. It's some hideous people over here. Fuck out of here. Man, like this is yeah. all this Greenwood, bro. Man, you know, mix us up. Every time the first city is where it come from. Right. Every time the the flies looking one, that's where it came Every from. Every fucking time. It, it, I don't give a fuck who. Hey, comes. they didn't give us that that doggone messed up hairline one though. What? Nah, they didn't man. give us that. Nah. <laughs> well, they hit us. They hit us with that. What, with what the, time um, was that? The natural little fro she had. What's, what's the little thing from um, Ed, Ed and Eddie that was standing in the window? <laughs> that hit up with the black nigga with the... Damn, I should have took my hat off. Grenada niggas be like... <laughs> I was pissed off behind that shit. Goddamn. I was mad. I ain't like that. I ain't like that. <laughs> what, he had like what's a Mr. Hairline? Nah, uh, you know, he had the... He had the... Uh, he, he went... I guess he had the hat. So he had a hat in the hand. He had the... Had the um the Stephen A. Smith, you know what I'm saying? The rainbow, the rainbow line, hell yeah! My nigga, like damn, I should have took my hat. Off. I don't know about Grenada with the hairline first of all, because niggas in Grenada gonna cut it off. Mm-hmm. Niggas ain't dead. And we got some of the best barbers in town. Like, mm-hmm. I worst barber better than y'all best barber. Fact, you know, but now. I was I was upset with that one. I was definitely upset with they, that they one. They taking shots at the niggas with hairline. Yeah, on that, hell yeah. Like you trying to do this, motherfucker. What about y'all, motherfucker? The nigga with the. Uh, I'm gonna go to Greenwood start taking pictures for, bro. It's gonna be an ugly goddamn video shoot. It's gonna be an ugly. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a bunch of Mario Turners. Damn. Oh, that, that nigga called me a birch. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't like that. He did, though. <laughs> hey, man, listen, bro. When we get in these Facebook stuff, say, I don't really like staying there long, but I get pissed off again. There <laughs> we go. That nigga called me a birch, man. You man shot Mario. Fuck Mario. Ooh, that was a good laugh, man. <laughs> man, you a birch. <laughs> you a birch. What the hell? Fuck you, Birch. <laughs> what the fuck is a Birch? Oh, man. Fuck you. Uh, Morehouse. Morehouse College. Morehouse student alleges he was sexually abused by a staff member, um, Demarcus Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> he, he had them hostages in his sexuality. Like, if you um, act up, I tell people what you into, what you do. Then, um... Uh, <laughs> He probably he was pretty much a little boy in him and shit like, so you gonna act like that in class? You ain't gonna speak to me? Right. Like so. Damn. Yeah, man. So, let me ask you, right? Um, is this gonna be, um, did he going through with pressing charges or is it just a civil suit? Uh, I think he's trying to press charges. I don't know. Ooh. 
I'm on for Prince Charles. This, this silver if, suit thing I would get me. If you just sprinkle going through with a silver suit, we already like the girl do. that uh, sued um, mm-hmm. Florida State. Yeah. She said uh, Jamie Winston Sparta been uh, raping her or some shit. And, uh, but she never, she never Prince Charles. She just went to silver court. She win? Hell yeah, she won. Well, Good, man. too. They always win like, Silver Court. Like 4.8. Silver Court just be giving up money, man. They just well, you know, they rather just go than had a judge hit that motherfucking gap, you know, and had a judgment on their ass. They'd rather just try to settle the shit, you know what I'm saying? Man, somebody, I need to get somebody, bro. Listen, money man. Got, you got a good little amount of money. I'm broke. Damn, man. I was about to say, co-host harassed me. Shit, goddamn. Hell. My co-host harassed me. Listen, these motherfuckers gonna... <laughs> Listen, did you see the um the nigga pressing charges on us? Talking about about the hurt thing? Yeah. Yeah. Nah. See that? Hersh, Hersh. That's kind of fucking up his comeback. They um they he he trying to get on the sealed documents resealed. He trying to like not use them right. in public. Which I don't understand how, you know what I'm saying, sealed documents can become unsealed. I think they I think they have like they time period. Okay. I'm not sure how it works. Don't get me started, of course. You ask the prosecutor why you would How can you get documents sealed anyway? I don't know, you gotta have a good law here, Maybe have a damn good law. Damn, damn good one. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to OJ. How mm-hmm. did you win the case? I had damn good lawyers. Damn good lawyers. Damn good lawyers. Hey. Yeah, man. It's OJ Simpson, man. I'm on Twitter now. <laughs> you see it on Twitter. You saw the little video. Man, man. fuck that. I, I <laughs> it's only one video that matters to me in my life. <laughs> it's only one video, OJ. I don't care about nothing about the trial. OJ said, I'm going to dispel all the BS. When y'all said about it, we're going to talk sports. <laughs> OJ back, baby. <laughs> OJ back is public guy. So OJ, if it's fourth and second in the fourth quarter, would you go for it? <laughs> I'll take a stab at it. He'll make me take a lay back. We'll so be late. Yeah, we do. I'ma tell you why, bro. Cause this is the type of shit we'll do. That one? That one ain't so funny. Like, he'll tell you everything. I don't want to talk about it. We shouldn't talk about it. And then, goddamn hell, let me get a stab at them. At them right? Let me get a stab at them raisin brains. Over there. That's what I mean. I'll take a stab at them. <laughs> like, nigga, you can't say that, bro. Man, you know, there's a dude reenacting that tweet that um, video he put on Twitter about that he was on Twitter now. Mm-hmm. You know, he supposedly, like, um, sent the comedian dude, like, 16 knife emoji. See? <laughs> it's like the like little devil face or something. Uh, and how many times did you stab them? 16 times. <laughs> you see? Like, that's the shit that made, that make that what make the shit so goddamn comical to me. Bro, you know he go to jail for cyberbullying. He better chill out. He don't know the rules. Listen, bro. That's OJ been locked up 10 years, bro. He don't know the rules to this shit. Time out. He don't give a fuck. It, it ain't no rule. It's freedom of speech to him. That man sent that dude 16 knife emojis. See? Bro. <laughs> Who 
Like, so it's certain shit to, that you don't do, bro. That shit was scared to me, bro. Like, like even, let's, let's round back to the Morehouse shit. Even with the Morehouse shit. Like, what do they do in this time? Like, is the person still working there? Uh, I forgot what they said. I think he had to take a leave. Okay, then. Right, right, right. right. So... You, they, yeah, you, they investigate. I think okay, you, you basically got to get rid of one of your own to tr- pretty much save yourself. Then you still might goddamn be held liable for somebody fired. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? But out of all of that, I will say the school never get a black eye. Gotta hire a damn good lawyer. The person always get even if they don't come out of no money, they'll get the black eye. The school will be straight though. Yeah. Oh. Well, the dude that alleged abuse a lot of time get the black eye like they, the people on campus don't mess with them no more. It's yeah, because it's, it's it's like a cold, bro. Yeah, it's a slick cold. Like, bro, you did this shit just for money, bro. Yeah, like, bro, he bought my ass too. You know what I'm saying? He paid me though. You know what I'm saying? Shut the fuck up, nigga. You think about the motherfucker that's getting harassed and you know groped on and shit, and they okay with it. The rest of B2K straight. See. Red B don't want to run off stage and shit. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to let you know. Like, <laughs> so how them niggas feel about him? Like, bro, we know you tell the truth. You gotta like, stop yeah, this yeah, shit, bro. Like, like bro, like, like we trying to get this money. Hell yeah, like Drake trying to put us on the OVO tour. Now Lil Fig got damn fucking Omario baby, baby mama. mama. You get what I'm saying? Like, Shout out to him. I'm Red B don't want to goddamn come eat concerts. Man, and you shit. done broke the group up. <laughs> <laughs> twice now we breaking up eternally. We break up twice now. Well, now ain't none of the friends, goddamn. But I don't think that was other friends though. I think they just was brought together. I think goddamn Chris, he was raping all of them and shit. Some of these cousins, shit. What? I think Omaria. I know Omaria and Marty Houston. They brothers. What? And they uncle is the dude that was busting booty. Stoke. He was telling Amari in the bush rags, we <laughs> the way rags we tell the story. Right. Like he was making them do it. Wow. Well, that's, that's a long story. That's a sick That's a deep dark nasty hole on that. And just think, bro, he ain't got no charge. I'm not finna get into that conversation. Chris Stokes right now watching this R. Kelly's case very closely. He's sweating bullets. <laughs> he ain't watching this motherfucker. He watching R. Kelly's case sweating bullets. Closely because, bro, it can come back to him. I can hear the sweat drizzling down your cheek. Like, what if Jose Baez decide to take Lil Fizz as a client? I mean, Lil, what, what's the name? Rad Bear. He get Lil Rad Bear and, man, I'm going to take your case. Man, we finna talk about R. Kelly. Man, listen, bro. <laughs> you saw his own his his, his publicist, his crisis manager, <laughs> quit he, because he said I wouldn't leave my child around R. Kelly. You see what I'm saying? How you gonna be his crisis manager? You fall into that trap. But you supposed to just lie. He looked like a come up anyway. Yeah, he looked like he was ready for a come up his, anyway. He couldn't he couldn't hide his truth. <laughs> and, and not only that, but he could have it true. I think all the other shit was was elevating him. All his other shit was getting very with old boy coming through. In the <laughs> goofy. Oh, goofy ass nigga. <laughs> hey man, that Chicago slang, rough boy. Listen, goofy ass nigga. <laughs> bro. Then with the family coming to him, 
Like it's all inadvertent come up for him. He ain't trying. So it's I do, like I do my job. Yeah, allow me to do my job. I don't. I don't holler at y'all. I'm just. I get paid to represent Mr. Kelly. Okay. So if you get paid to do your job, you love your job. You supposed to have shot this shit out to the side, bro. Like, what makes you quit your job? Because he said the wrong shit. If the crisis manager, you don't go with the public opinion. You like you, you made the crisis bigger. Yeah, kind of. But you again, my publicist, dog, you supposed to fix all this shit. You, you sound like them now. He couldn't hide the truth, bro. Like he just told the truth, like shit. I think he was trying to marinate it, but it didn't marinate, right? Yeah, he, he tried to go back and say, I want to leave my child with no grown With no grown It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. That's why I'm learning it. I'm learning it. Yeah, you can't leave with everybody. Like. Well, I'm learning. When I say shit, I got to say shit as thorough as possible. Yeah, you got to break down detail. Man, 2019 social media is watching. One, uh, one word missing out of that sentence that would have made it make another... A whole nother sense. You know what I'm saying? If you missed that word. And he missed it. Nobody. I wouldn't leave my kid with, with anybody. Nobody. You get me? That yeah. one word could have, it could have goddamn smoothed everything. You still be the crisis man. He said no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't give a fuck who it is. <laughs> it's too late. Hell yeah. Like, said, but, 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 yeah, I allowed y'all to talk. Let me talk. That's the edit shit. It's over with. Shout out to Uncle He gonna cut y'all. You making your point. Oh, yeah. I, I, hold on. All right, let me talk, guy. Listen, but you talked already. Let me talk. <laughs> 20 minutes. 40. <laughs> 40. Damn, I ain't know the crisis manager. I just seen him on fucking Fox News the other night. That's the night he quit. <laughs> Damn it, boy. We're done, let that, that dude, man, he um he sent a text message to CNN saying uh, he's stepping down, is he resigning? Is his leave me alone? Man. That that's just him. Leave me alone. This Cause shit. he messed up, bro. It's I too big. Like Kelly was in jail, man, punching his hand like a movie. Bro, just think, bro. He was getting former gang bangers that was doing ninety days just prior to this shit, and then he get <laughs> R. Kelly shit, bro. You get R. Kelly I just, shit. I just keep thinking about old boy slide through on the camera, brother. Goofy, watch out. <laughs> my nigga said go that way. My nigga said go that way. My nigga said, nah, I go this way. I'm goofy, nigga. <laughs> goofy, boy. What? Boy, you got to be an angry. Bro, he got angry so quick. Oh, yeah. He meant that shit. Damn, man. Damn, man. Shout out to uh, Johnson. What's his name? I don't know dude name. Braids. <laughs> Dreadlock. Bro. Yeah, yeah, boy. What I don't know what the fuck them is. Some First off, bro, he look like he from somewhat close to Paso. I swear he ain't from Eastside. He ain't originally from Eastside. He just live over there. He from the hood house. Kyle done seen that hairstyle over there somewhere. And he from the octagon house, bro. Then you goddamn me. You ain't on your toes with shit. I don't think he really ever wanted the job. To be honest. So, do he got to pay that money back? I wonder. Mm, no. I wonder if he got fired. Got you basically was getting fired if you didn't quit. I probably ain't paid nobody yet. No, way. no man. It's over. He ain't got, he ain't got, yeah, he, he ain't got no... See, Trump letting him stay in the towels and shit. <laughs> so, shit. 
Just grab by the pussy, my nigga. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Keep doing it. Listen, bro said, bro said he won't leave his kids around, bro. That is a sign that a guilty plea is gonna come. Oh yeah. I think he gonna. I think he gonna plead guilty to some shit. Cause I had something else to talk about, bro. I can't look for that with me. Thirteen count. Yeah. Thirteen like, new count. I think it was something else beside that, like countless amounts of tapes. <laughs> with you on this motherfucker saying. Give me that 14 year old. Bro, I thought you were bullshitting when you said this shit. Uh uh-uh. uh. Right. Story. True story, bro. Dunn, that, that's, that's what Dunn just kept going back to. You can't he had that. the tape saying. Saying. Dunn, let me remind me of the dude out the boom that's the lawyer to stay across the street. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, Stanley off <laughs> Friday. He always remind me of Stanley. No, you cannot have my booty. <laughs> You see me on the episode of Boo Now they wouldn't do What's up, Stanley? They're scared straight. <laughs> How many times did I tell you not to get on my lawn? Man, get the fuck out of here. Man, all right, look. Man, we got to talk about this face out shit. They said um, Russian spies. Yeah, the Russian people made the app, bro. Mm-hmm. It's a originated in uh, in Russia. Yeah. On um, CNN, it was all over early. Man. Like, they 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 tampering with your phone. If you download the app, it's too late. You can't even delete it. And they still got your phone stuff now. Yeah, it's over with. All right. they need is the IMI, IMEI number. They got your information, card information, face recognition. All that. Again, I tell all black people, every time they buy a cell phone, read the terms and conditions. Read the terms and conditions when you download them apps. Because they tell you, like, this app uses your camera, your microphone, and they tell you how often they use your mic. They say they can use your microphone whenever they feel like it. Yeah. They, they, gonna, they can turn your mic on right now and listen to whatever you're talking about or what you're doing. Yeah. And they use that. They got this thing, uh, I forgot what they call it, but you saw the video they got Barack Obama and they making them say whatever they want them to say. Mm. It's like they got like the real face of Barack Obama talking. Right. He in like the over office. It ain't, it ain't CGI. But they got them saying whatever the fuck they want them to say. And now they got your face. They can do that with your voice. They got your they got your voice lightness for your microphone. They got your face recognition. They got your information. They just say you going somewhere and they use eye recognition so you can get inside the building. Now they got your face, your voice, and your information. And pretty much can they can do whatever they want to do with you. Somebody's gonna be scrapped in like mud right now. Which I don't really get. You don't want to be me, bro. My credit score is stone cold. You never know what you can do. They, they can't come to the east side, but if they look like scrap, they can't. But now, again, <laughs> like I tell people, bro, you got to be careful on what the fuck you download and what the fuck you doing when you buying these shit. Now, it's the data, man. God forbid something would have happened to you. They can, you could be good and dead. And they can get your fingerprint from your phone. Yeah, man. Straight from Apple. They they can get your fingerprint stuff, bro. AT and T taps our phone every single day. I don't. I don't. I never use the um, thumbprint. I I ain't never used it done like Yeah. I use a straight code. Anything like you not gonna get nothing. But the crazy part is, even if you don't use it and you got it saved on your shit, they got your shit. All you gotta do is save it one time. So now. I know, um, I want to say California somewhere where they adopting like 
um, the fingerprint analysis thing from Apple, then they can get certain folk information and find out who they is before you can. Right. <laughs> Just like that, bro. Just that simple, bro. I, I know ne- I'll never get them every like I, I did enough by putting my face on my phone. Your phone got facial recognition, like you, you know, mm. you go in your your photo gallery, right? And they got um, you know, recognizable faces and in. can tag folks and shit. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. That's enough. I gave you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get my fingerprint and social security numbers and cards. Yeah, yeah. all I got, only card I got on there is stuff like I can throw away, like cash up. Yeah, ain't no bank account information. Mm-hmm. All right, but the world. Is- it getting to the point now where they got us, bro. They got everybody by the balls. All through trickery. If you ever had a smartphone and you ever did anything on the smartphone, they got you, bro. Pretty much. If you ever log into a website and put some information in, they selling your data, dog. Yeah. That's why they had Facebook dude up there. <laughs> where they had him on the, on the Senate Hill on Capitol Hill up there doing a little interview, doing mm-hmm. the, the deposition. Because he was selling your data, dog. Same like they, didn't, they didn't know how to ask questions. They didn't know nothing about the internet. But mm. uh, they basically they were basically up there asking about selling data. People making fun of the whole thing, how he looked, how the old people asking questions about the internet, but they were trying to get to the bottom of it. Facebook then sold all this out. Wow. Instagram then sold all our information. Because we want to be on the fucking Face app. Yep. We want to look and old. You heard this thing about Instagram. They're going to start taking it away where people can't see your likes. You don't want to be able to see how many likes you got. Yeah. Mm. That's going to cut down like monetizing stuff. But all they're going to do is screenshot it and post it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they might make They yeah. might take away. You can't see it. They, they own the data, though. They own everything about it. Instagram is one of the only... Well, Snapchat done got a hold to it now. They, but they dominate like the social media app thing. Yeah. All the other ones got websites. Yeah. Instagram has no website. I think you get on Instagram on the computer. It, it just look like a strip though. It, well, look, it, it look like it got the little skinny screen. If so, it's more up to it's very it very it new. Yeah, it ain't. It it's ain't very like, very new. Yeah, it's like a little strip. It ain't like. Yeah. Cause that's something they were adamant about. They was adamant about taking social media off the internet yeah. and making it app just strictly app related. So, um, we don't been tricked into this shit though. Like from day one, from the online, the game and shit. Man, do you know how many folks done been hacked all because they want to goddamn buy a fucking game, bro? Yep. All the motherfucking people that done been hacked. All because they feel like this motherfucker on the phone is a, <laughs> a creditor that they must pay. Simple shit, bro. Like, and then it, it's nothing we can do about it. Blood's gonna get you. So you know, blood, blood blood's gonna. Get Shout out to Bitcoin. Shout out to Bitcoin. They get robbed daily. Man, you can buy a lung. <laughs> you can get. You can buy a lung off the black wheel with Bitcoin. With Bitcoin, I go buy a lung right now. Put it in my freezer. Bro, motherfucker can sell your goddamn identity on the black market. On everything. You can get anything you want on black market. Whatever you want, bro. That's where Russia operating it right now. And they finna win. They finna clown Reggie Burr. Man, let's talk about Beyonce dropping the album saying they nod, bro. Mm-hmm. They, what is, this is the second time in a row, bro. Like, not, yeah. 
Not the second time in history, but in a row. Yeah. I think that... um. But they also put Nas on blast. Though. Like, Nas' last two efforts have been lackluster. I don't believe there's been any effort with it, though. I don't... Because now... The Kanye thing's supposed to been way better than what it was. It was Kanye, right? On this shit, yeah. It was more... Trying to get this the best production the, you done had, you know, per se. I, I'm, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like this is the narrative behind it. Okay, because now got a super producer. Now got low quality beats. Yeah, you got a super producer producing this album, like your yeah. whole album. It was supposed to be like his time to shine. Like, what would Jay Z deal with that opportunity? Uh, him and Ye just don't miss. I didn't see that. But who does Nas mesh with, like, at this point? Like, I think he's just going to do a whole premiere. Obviously, he mesh well with Beyonce if they dropping on the same damn day. <laughs> she killing it every time. Like, Shit. why she doing this to him? Well, you know. She, I don't think a, she did it on purpose. It's a joke. Though. Yeah, Jay-Z. Just, you know. Yeah, Jay-Z. He took Jay-Z, a stab yeah. at him. I don't think, it's, I don't think they doing it on purpose. I don't, I don't even think that Nas really just, I think Nas just one day just get up and be like, I want to drop on this date. Man, I was expecting, like, some killing ass shit on the Lost Tapes. When I heard it was Lost Tapes too, like... Lost Tapes went well and terrible, though. Lost, nigga, that motherfucker is... Boy, those... We ain't gonna get into the first one. We talking about the second one. <laughs> the second one, when I heard it, it was kind of like The Lion King. It was the same thing. Yeah. It was... Don't do it. Please don't do it. You got a hard act to follow. Just um, remaster the first one and bring that out. Oh, it not gonna happen. So, so what did you say about Nas' career? Though is, is he like getting outdated? Is he, he Tim Duncan himself? He's thinning himself out toward the end, and is and it kind of gonna take away the luster of what he was when he was in the game early. It's gonna. Like, I don't think he's gonna lose his legendary um, status. But with young folks, you know how hard young that's folks That's what I'm finna say. It's a young they, man they game. Be, they be killing Tupac. They killing Biggie right now. Like, it be young folks killing Biggie, like. But in the same breath, it's motherfuckers out there that cherishing the shit out of Beanie Siegel, out of Jada Kiss, out of. Them because them, Jada Kiss is undeniable. Like, you can't deny it. Look, Scarface, you can't deny it, bro. Yeah. Like, like, and if you disrespect, they can still pull up. Andre 3000, you better put respect on their name, bro. He can still pull up on you, too. They they saying this stuff about Big and Pac because they of can't course. pull up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and they, they homeboys that still alive would look pity if they did. Mm-hmm. I'm with it. But now, nah. They wouldn't dare say. We can say Buster Ryan had some whack albums and some whack songs toward the end of his career so far. And mm-hmm. they wouldn't dare say Thing about Buster Ryan, <laughs> he making it hard to consistently put him in the top five with nah. whack ass album, and and yeah. that coming from a Nas fan. And I'm a Nas fan, like it don't seem like it all the time, but I am. Mm, that's, that's just how I feel about it. And like, if you're not gonna come out first off, you listen to the streets. Your best music is coming from you and Rick Ross. You and Meek Mill. 
when you, you and get, Dave East. When you get on that street shit and you tell a street story. When you tell when you get back to that element. He he trying to go so hip hop and then do acrobatics. He did like an Al Jarreau song, bro. Like You see what I'm saying? Like, bro, why is you trying to scat on a beat, bro? Like quit trying to scat, you rapping. Bro. Like and like the intro was hard on that. Some That's what I thought I was gonna be hearing. I thought but, I had seventy three. The very next in. song, you like this sound like eighty nine. I thought I was gonna get seventy minutes of that. I was like, he finna kill this shit. No. The track list is too long for one. <laughs> it was too long. They, what what was he thinking? Uh, again, bro, when you it's like if we get a Fable album right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how and that's fucked up. Like they don't compare they don't compare them to Fable, but it's nasty. It's gonna sound outdated no matter what the fuck he do. It's gonna sound outdated. It sound Nas in a capsule. Like when you say Nas name, you think Illmatic. You think I am. You know what I'm saying? You think Nostradamus. You think he making it hard to even think about this stuff right now. You can't. That's what. His last two albums, man, they been they hurt my heart to the core because I I put this on Facebook. I literally said, "Sorry, Beyonce, but I gotta hear Nas album before I listen to your shit." Yeah, and the worst is I shouldn't even listen to it. So Beyonce album is it? It's the Lion King, King soundtrack. soundtrack. Right. It's, a, it's a Beyonce. Album. It's a Beyonce. It's a Beyonce and Friends album. Yeah, yeah. Unfinished business too. And she on her um Caribbean, what they call it, Afro beats. Yeah. Kind of vibe a lot. Um, I think it I think Beyonce looking at it like this, right? How do I attack them? How do I stay relevant? Give them product, but not get bashed is just terrible. She knew how to boost the money though. She knew how to get her money out this deal. That was sweet as fuck. And it's a Jay-Z move, though. Yeah. The same thing with, I thought, American Gangster. It's Rock Nation. You know what I'm saying? With, with a, this is Rock Familia. I'll explain Who is Beyonce sound to? Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She could go independent right now. With all that matter. Who knows what she's saying? Listen, like. She signed an ass to that. <laughs> ain't no fucking telling, bro. I need to find out. I need to find that out because of I know I know Rock Nation do her management. She dropped a daddy to rock sound Rock Nation. Yeah, because Jay Z got he got a formula in play. Did she fire Rock Nation though? That seemed like she did. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But now Jay Z doing an awesome job with that. Shout out to Jay Z. For real, one time Jay Z, I got the boss man. He's a boss. Yeah, as far as like with the management, one time for old man, he's a boss. <laughs> the nigga, truly amazing. He tell you, he tell you for what Scott Boyer is doing for one player. He tell you what you paying him to just be your manager and you play baseball. I'm going to do the same shit for you. I'm going to take less money, but I'm going to give you more endorsement. I'm going to get my money. Shout out to KD signing with him for one of the people believe me. Motherfuckers don't know who Robinson Cano is. Robinson Cano signed. Shout out to him. What about um, Scott Boris, you over, oh, baby. Yeah. 
Robinson Cano, you coming <laughs> with me? Niggas didn't even know who this nigga was. This nigga got signed to a three hundred million dollar contract. Big money. On the Rock Nation. What? What's the Kemp nigga? Then Kemp signed with him. Matt Kemp. Due to the fact of all this coming from Robinson Cano, a lot of these moves are for a baseball, like baseball, because you know he had KD, he had um, Eric Bledsoe, he had a whole bunch of NBA players, but. Baseball was like this sacred underground world mm-hmm. where like you ain't finna come in and get the cream of the, the creme de la creme. You gonna get that? That's some hard shit to like. That ain't face. Fu- I'm in your face. face. Yeah, Sky like boys, you over, baby. Yeah. And then I come in, I take the best agent, best player, sign them to me, and make this nigga make tell everybody like, hey, bro. I done made the most amount of money this year than I have ever due to these motherfuckers. They got you on Gillette commercial. You Robinson Cano. Like, don't nobody know who the fuck you is. You great at what you do, but, like, worldwide, folks don't know who the fuck you is. And you getting paper. Matt Kemp come. Uh, Dexter McCluster come. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, boy, um, Madison Gumbarn. Um, Gumbarn. Like you get you getting real motherfuckers now. And all these motherfuckers getting hundred, two hundred million dollar contract. Now you a threat in baseball in this secret underground world of the whitest of the whites is the best agents, bro. On his ass, bro. Like you going into a whole like uncharted land, bro. Like So We had a discussion last week. Okay. Well, was it last week when we was talking about Big? I don't know. Wonka Hawaiian. Oh. That, week before, that was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a couple that weeks was a couple ago. weeks ago. Wonka Hawaiian about... Um, and I'm going to go back on what I said about who shot you. I'm not going to say it's a diss track. Mm, we got a development here. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Talk about it. It didn't come out the horse's mind. Right. He denied it. Today he died. And I feel like if a motherfucker put press on you and you say it's not, I can't I can't respect it as no district. Mm. I ain't hold you Kyle Wayne right now. But I will say I feel like the initial the the releasing of the song, song was, was intent. But it was intended to be a diss track. You think they did? You think they wanted to start that beef though? Like I think this I was. Wanted, this I was, think this Puff wanted motherfuckers to know he wasn't no cream puff. This was before Pac even said his first word about yeah. Big and him did. Like you know he might have said it in verbiage, but he didn't. He never like put it in the public that Big no set me up. But they knew he felt like that, and he dropped the song while he was in jail. I think it was a weak move anyway. Like, you kicking a man while you down. That's, that's Puff, though. That's what I feel. Puff a grimy-ass nigga. He, he a bully when it comes to, like, somebody in a weaker position, somebody kind of... Exactly. Like, but like the mean, way he treated them niggas on making the band, like, you, you gonna walk to Brooklyn and give me a cheesecake. You know, like the bully shit. Yeah. Like, I remember watching one of the DMX interviews, and he was like, the first person that he went to was Puff. He tried to get signed. And um, Pope told him, shit, bro, you whack. 
Like that's the best decision he ever made though. He was like he he, he would have put him on some R and B ass shit like we would have never got that where my dog was at. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I think he He would have yeah, put that nigga yeah, I need that girl yeah. Mm-hmm, right? yeah, yeah. He would have put him on some one yeah. twelve. He would have Yeah. Man, nah, we don't yeah. wanna we don't wanna hear but DMX with Total. We wanna hear DMX DMX fuck with the locks too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I guess X felt like it, that was a good avenue to go down, but now Puff told him he was garbage. Like, but then when that nigga get on and he popping, it's like nigga, I double that contract, nigga. This we don't want to hear that damn bitch. We want to hear. Yeah, we, we don't want to hear this shit. We want to hear it. If we had it, <laughs> uh, we're gonna hit him on some R&B shit. We're gonna hit it. Right, uh, ties going down. Song to the song, then I got to know now. Trying to get me enough. Give me the buck. With this chicken, they took me from a creeper. The hood rat bitch on 25th, named Tanika. Coming through like I do. You know, getting my bark on. Knew she was a thug, and when I met her, she had a scarf on. 5411, size 7 and girls. Baby face, look like she was 11 with curls. Girlfriend, what? Remember me? I'm the same from the way back. From the way back. Used to blaze that. You know what? No, they think I'm gonna feel damn. It's all good. It's all good. I get up. Let on, see what's up. Talking to Shorty, made me wanna do something tonight. Looking at that ass, made me wanna do something tonight. And I know right when I see right. Shorty looking like she tight, she bite. Give a nigga the green light. Being played as high as going down. Zone to his zone, then I got to know now. Is you with me or what? Nigga, think gonna give me enough. We don't want to hear him on no goddamn. The hardest, the hardest, the hardest album of the year. He had two of the hardest albums of the year. I'm getting that shit. Like, like, what you need? What you want? Want for nothing. I see you with your baby father, but it don't matter. She gave me the pussy, that ass is getting fatter. Let that nigga play that and make moves with me. I done kept it more than real, boo. Can't lose with me. Heard you smack you cause you said my name when well, y'all was sexy. Ran up on the candy thought was me and started flexing. Get that. Get that. Get that. Get that. Get that. Trying to creep me? Leave that sleepy. But true to you, that's your kid's daddy. But I ain't gonna send him on the way. Open up and be caddy. But let him know. Never mind, yo. Years ago, bitch of snow of the 150 CEO. Come back with that. That nigga terrible, bro. That sound like Tyrone. What kind of side nigga is Listen, he? He, he, just told, nigga. he just told her he gonna kill her baby daddy, but first, I need you to go take yeah. his pack somewhere. Take the snow <laughs> of the 150, meet Joe. That nigga shit. Why she fucking with him? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm finna hate on DMX. Why she messing with that nigga? Like, because right? on the similar screen, them, that nigga niggas that, that them niggas that fuck their life up. And then in the video, he shook the shit out of her. Like, he like, finna hit her. Thing, like, on some real shit. He like, shook her, then he was like, shit. I'm gonna beat your baby dad ass. I'm gonna put him in that yeah, caddy. And then, but first, I need you to go to one five. That's a bad stepfather. See Joe. That's a bad stepfather. <laughs> that nigga heal, bro. Cause what? What the fuck? Was baby daddy got damn son at goddamn. What? What? Any of they got to do with the, this dope? I'm finna like, see you with like. <laughs> don't care nothing about it. Like he just. They basically just told her like, yeah. I don't care nothing about you. Then the then you the last verse, you know, he breaking up with and shit. Yep. Like, shit. 
Ha ha! He Mad love Diddy and Boo. And then right after, it was Brenda, Tanisha, Linda, Felicia, Don, Don LaShawn, Inez, and Alicia. <laughs> right after that, you feel me? Man, hello, like man. That, I gotta hear the laugh. Like, my nigga was the man, worst. love to the end, boo. Fuck <laughs> 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 it. Man, shout to X, man. You know these moments. What was a lyrical genius? Don't get enough credit. Hey, yo, chicken got me digging no mood, cause she's smooth. Want to lose, whatever she choose, it's the dude. Being respected, my cheat still for me. Put something in the niggas' wig if you squeal for me. Kill for me. Squeal for me, cause we get down like. Ain't all about a nut. Hit me with them question, boy. That answer gonna be there. See that? She's gonna be no wrong with us. And let's go with the back. That's how strong it was. But could belong to cuz. Couldn't belong to me. I'm tears by this nigga. What's wrong with me? Who'll always be best of friends. Ha ha. <laughs> to the end. That nigga ain't shit. Oh, listen to me when I tell you, bro. Like, that one the crack was good. Oh, no. He was, he was clean for like. Tyler Boy couldn't do that. No, crack was bad tonight. <laughs> I think it was a little worse. Bro, they water down. She they do nah, that. Nah, yeah, the, they listen, need to go live a regular life now. The crack was good back then because it was all. It 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 only got stepped on two times by time made to Chicago. That nigga went from there to you feel me? She broke his heart, bro. What these bitches want from a nigga? She broke my nigga heart, bro. That nigga like the Darren Strawberry of rap. What these bitches want from a nigga? Nah, he more like the Michael Irvin without the success at the end. Michael Irvin got a what job, man. What these bitches want from a nigga? Break him off, son. Oh, I meet bitches, street bitches, street bitches, slash cocoa puff, sweet bitches, make you wanna eat bitches, but not me. Y'all niggas ain't gonna play that all you want, but not me. I fucks with these hoes from a distance. They start to catch feelings, I start to steal in they shit Then I'm out, just like, like a thief in the night, night. I see my teeth in the bite This nigga life, I'm thinking more like What's up to Katie? No, I got a wife You know that pussy pat, I'm not gonna jeopardize my life So what is it you want from a nigga? I blame you, you gave me I blaze you, you blaze me Nothing more, nothing less. But I'm at your willing to confess that I'm the best she ever tested. I'm like, all right, girlfriend. Hold up. I gave you what you gave me, bitch. Man, come on, bro. Bro, when my nigga hit him with that, with that Cisco walk. Keep you up on it, bling bling it. All that jury girl, I bought it. Tell me what you want from me. There was Brenda, Letitia, Linda, Felicia, Dawn, LaShawn, Inez, and Alicia, Teresa, Monica, Sharon, Nikki, Lisa, Veronica, Karen, Vicky, Cookies. Well, I met her at an ice cream parlor. Tanya, Diane, Lori, and Carla, Marina, Sabrina, Katrina, Sabrina, about three kids. What? Latoya, Tina, Brunelli, Bridget. Jeffy, Rashida, Jamie, Nicole, Angel, Juanita, Stacy, Tracy, Rwanda, and Rhonda, Donna, Yolanda, Tawanda, and Wanda. 
But he had to steal. Now the fuck with true here. What do you want from a nigga? Tell me what you want from a nigga. And bro, just to think, bro, just to show you how great that nigga was as a rapper, Drake, he sampled both of those songs in one song. Mm. That nigga deadly, bro. <laughs> Man. Drake here, bro. Fuck Drake. That nigga sampled <laughs> both of that nigga shit. Drake just made you say forget Drake, bro. Like, that nigga here, bro. What type of games were being played? That nigga was going down. Drake was still for you. Right in front of your face while he's talking to you. Oh, yeah, more than ever. Like, I'm reaching for this shit right now. Like, yeah, yeah. man, you know, like, yeah. shit, we cool. Shit. I'm just gonna take this shit because. Fuck it. You know, yeah. you're cool with me, yeah. right? Right? We friends. I'm Drake. I'm the cool guy. Man, bro. Again, it was definitely not stellar. When you when you sampling classic shit, like, the the best example is like, um, um, Hustle and Motivate. Yeah. That's like the greatest zone. Cause he paying homage, but he put nip on them. Hustle the whole way. You feel me? Like when you hear that beat, you don't associate that beat with um, Hard Not Life. They think I know the way. But now he got his own twang to it. That and that, and that's the best example. Like if you're gonna do it, you're gonna have to do it, but make it classic in your own right. Nigga, look, I ain't got like. Rapper talent because I be having like some cold ass ideas in my head. I had the coldest beats in my head, bro. And that shit, I just translate. don't know no fucking <laughs> instruments, it bro. Won't translate like my 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 freestyle beat game, bro. If I could just come up with that bitch and put that bitch on wax, I'll be like Zayto. Mm. Cause I'm like Dr. Dre. Like I don't think there's no wax producer. It's just they whacking putting it on wax. Man, you think when you talk about on um, Glass Malone? Oh, you heard about? Do you know? I don't. Do you remember Glass Malone? He had like one good hit back. Then. Him and Lil Wayne. Yeah, that, um, I got the video. And on my he, shit he now. a crip, though, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. I want to say yeah. And he yeah. telling the story from the perspective of a crip. They shot Tupac. Okay, so he got a song and video and explanation and diary and documentary about. The um the perspective of Orlando and the, you know the guy that killed Tupac right. supposedly allegedly right and um uh, he kind of saying it was Tupac's fault that he got shot. Well, you know, if you if you well, I don't think he's saying it. I don't think he like he just playing devil's advocate with it. Like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if you looked at it from these guys' perspective? Okay. Like, is, what if you was Orlando and you got punched by this nigga in the MGM Grand? Right. And that's that's a legitimate way to look at it, but... That ain't coinciding with the um, story Keefer D keep telling us. Because he was saying they were looking for Pop to have a one-on-one, supposedly. Right. Like, him and Sugar, he was looking for Sugar to talk to Sugar and, you know, squash the shit. But he wanted Orlando and Pop to have a one-on-one. Right. And everybody know Orlando wasn't the type of nigga that look for the one-on-one, bro. Like, right. this nigga reputation in the streets, bro. Southside Crip, he was a certified killer. Yeah. Gone goddamn blast on him. Yeah. Um, Jumping with Jeff for sport. That shooting shit, what he wanted to do. I'm going to say it like this, right? You always got that, that gray area where... You want to know. Yeah. 
knowing and hearing the fabricated story is pretty much two different things. So for I think me, all the story pretty much tell you what happened. Though. It's lined up, just like everybody. They said all the niggas. In they jumped the nigga. Um, niggas one going. Niggas spotted them. Some bitches was hollering at them. They, they heard the fanfare. Man, they said Pac was hanging out the one like it was a parade. Yeah. <laughs> well, Keeper D said that uh, um, they saw him reach for a gun. And how could you see it from that angle? Though? And then when he couldn't quite And there wasn't no gun found on the scene. Like, in they car. When no bullets aiming out of the car in right. the trajectory. Um, well, none of this shit found. Like, how could you be reached for a gun and you get shot up and you... You supposed to still have a gun around you if you want you ain't conscious. Right, none of it. None of it. Security said they they didn't have no guns like on them on their persons. Yeah, why would they? They, they was directed to leave their guns. Right. Um, I think Reggie Reggie had a gun though, right? Yeah, like certain guys security had guns. Okay, then yeah, that's what Reggie's are. They were around without security. It was just yeah, and pop. and pop, right? And, Bad um, idea. What what was it, the um, Rolls Royce? Were they in the Rolls Royce? Jaguar? No, I think they was in a bin. Okay then, and um, basically, and the Cadillac pulled. They hit they hit the bitches pretty much. Tupac, Tupac, and he hanging out the window, you know. Yeah. Me and Tupac, we all going, man. Look, you know, go to six six two. You know what I'm saying? We had, they had a show over there. It's shit time. Yeah. For one, I understand them. Because at the end of the day, bro, rap is storytelling, right? But when you touch on something that you got legend, you got a legendary person that's deceased, mm-hmm. allegedly. It's kind of, you kind of leave that alone. Right. You can't really come out with a, well, what if Michael Jackson was being framed type shit? Yeah. <laughs> and he really sell cocaine. Like you can't Yeah. You can't do that. So all these after the fact stories. You know what I'm saying? I think glasses should leave well enough alone on that. Yeah. But Cause he, glasses is a good artist. I think he accomplished what he wanted though. Yeah, the the let he me bring you top. here. Yeah. Let me bring you here. Um I don't But going viral on last so long. And that's the that's what I be trying to get folks to understand, bro. That's why you cannot be gimmicky in this yeah, game. Yeah, it's popcorn. It's like it, it dissolves before you eat it good. Because your transformation when you change, it might not go so well. Right. One of one of the biggest things I feel like when people when you not doing that constantly when you when you bring your neck your next song out and it's a serious song and you actually right. spin your heart on it. Like they don't want to hear that. They want to hear that old time road, old yeah. time road. They don't want to hear that. Then that was wrong with Wayne. Like then nobody want to hear no love or um drop the world. They didn't want to hear that. They wanted to hear fucking lollipop. Yeah. They wanted to hear a Millie. Yeah. And they were so adamant to try to be like I'm more than just what it is. Yeah. They didn't want to hear that lyrics and shit. Now. That's what you is though. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, over for that. Like All once lyrical, you, miracle, hysterical. From the Carter three, I feel like that's why I'm on Carter one and halfway Carter two. Rebirth to rebirth, I think Wayne found out like the gimmick shit. All that rock and roll album shit. He kind of regretted it 
Oh my god. Carter Four was a great album. That knockout video was terrible, bro. Like he that nigga did some terrible shit with his career. Like he made himself a joke for a little while. Like due to the fact that they was trying to Like you don't do don't You know. You can't you don't Your music shouldn't change so drastic. Ostracize your fan base, like I can't see a I can't see a um auto tune using Jay Z. Right. I can't see that. Jay-Z done gave you the same feel, just different eras right. for his whole career. Because he stick to his script. That's what he best at. He best at sticking to his script. And that's what you supposed Whether to Whether he rapping his life or Big's life. Bro, that's it's just what it is. That's like the Leonardo DiCaprio, Denzel approach. They going to be the same person. They acting different characters, though. Yeah. It's the same intensity. You getting Denzel Washington as... Malcolm right. X as Frank Lucas. Right. As, as the equalizer. Right, right, right. It's Denzel. Though. It's Denzel. The nigga did a damn Western movie. As Denzel. And killed it. And, bro, like, it's slick. It's like one of his more underrated, I mean, movies it of is. all time. Magnificent Seven. I actually watched it. And I don't watch a lot of movies. But... It was so weird to see this nigga as a cowboy on some cowboy shit. But it's it's great. It's it was weird. Dude. It's a but you get Denzel being Denzel as Magnificent Seven or whatever the fuck his name was. You know you know how to see. So it, you know what I'm saying, like you know, glasses just let that shit be, bro. Like don't play with it because then they gonna give a blood or they gonna give a snitching ass cripple opportunity to do some shit on Nip. I make the best bit see the exit. Indeed, you gotta know your therapy. That shit was just on some soundtrack. I never fulfilled that thing. Before that, this is recent. This must like a. Oh. Easily Jay Z works out. Oh. That's all uh, hard not like white. <laughs> Man, it ain't not really. They came off on the streets where the, his, it was off his mixtape before Reasonable Doubt, the one he was shopping around. Now I'm thinking about that sunshine shit. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, thinking about. that shit was terrible. I don't man. think about that sunshine. Do, do, yeah. do, 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 do. Boy, that shit was a hitman album. <laughs> yeah, he don't go well with the hitman, boy. But nah. That ain't his style. So, that, and that was him, you know, testing the water. I'm going to see if I get commercial real quick. Right. Get some of this commercial money. And it didn't work like that. Like, people nah. know you for being the rich nigga on top of your slick shit. You know what I'm saying? And volume 3 wasn't all that either. Volume 3 was not all that. No, it was, it got it was more okay. Kind of, it was just because of high garbage, too. Uh, yeah, and, but he had more, um, like, B-side hits on it, though, like, Okay. People respected that for more like the lyrical shit that he did on that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like, it it really put him like head and shoulders above people lyrically on that album. He got more respect as Jay Z from that. Album. Yeah, 
I mean, it made I, him a New York legend. They they made him a New York legend. Uh, well, okay, yo yo yo, a national legend be Blueprint. Yeah, yeah, Blueprint was like Blueprint. Was, yeah, that was his. That was his still made. And it made people go back and listen to Reasonable Doubt at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah. How I want to know, right? What was what what? Why didn't he get the exposure? That is a slamming ass album, bro. Somebody reason with that? That bitch undeniable. Because he wasn't like highly publicized. He was like his first effort. Okay. And they was they was like on their own shit. Like they was independent basically. Same Cause you gotta together. remember, like my first time hearing it, like in totality, was probably like fourteen. <laughs> like shit. Yeah. This is when I went on my... Then, on, it, was, then it was hard no, to find. No, I probably a little later than that. Cause. It, was, it was harder to find, too, at this point, because it, they it, they don't re-release this album. Yeah, but then, back then, I had... um Gary got, like... Oh, yeah. He had everything. Still. Yeah, so... But now... We ain't, um, we ain't gonna say too much about it. But now, uh... <laughs> like, my thing was, like... I'm, like, I'm listening to this motherfucker. I'm, like... Bro, this bitch is actually dope, though. Like, it, this it, motherfucker it survived is dope. Today. I'm finna play another song. Listen, that motherfucker. Since I got my catalog um, pulled up, I gotta play this. And then my favorite track off the motherfucker. Hold on, hold on. Dead Prison. Oh, Dead Prison? Okay. This is my favorite. This is one of my favorite tracks out there. What's that, the Lucifer? Uh-uh. Nah, uh. Lucifer was on uh, Black Album. Black Album, oh, yeah. Rockefeller. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Feeling it. Nah, it's feeling it. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm feeling it. And think about it, some dude came out rapping these bars now, like underground cat in New York. That, that nigga be the most popular rap on the street right now. Trill done put up one of them statuses. Read You can't go to somebody's city, sit up shop, and start making money without supporting this city. It's a show coming up, and I didn't see one talent from the city being promoted. That's bullshit. You can tell whoever that true shit said that. Y'all be riding these out of town, niggas dig hard. Ooh. Sound like. Mm-hmm. 
Me voy a mover. No, uh, one of my favorite movies. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite movies is uh, Bronx Tale. Okay. And the the one of the main lessons from the movie was um, wasted talent. Um, nothing worse in this world than wasted talent. And I'll just leave it right there. Mm. Man, listen, bro. I I I'm out of my controversial day. Nah. Do you know how many times I type out statuses and delete them? Bitches? I do it every day. I did it today. Like, so if you did it. You just caught yourself doing it today. Like, multiply it like by four or some shit like that. Like, bro. Easily by four times a day, I have to. I don't feel yeah, like. Do I have talent, Dad? Of course you have talent. You got all the talent in the world. Can I be a baseball player? Well, let's hurry so we can catch the start of the game. Mm. That's a bar. That's that's dope. I'm just gonna leave it there. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, shout out to um Brick Major man and um Little Mike. Yeah. Um, they got the costume. I just I just feel like wasted talent. You just you know just. But you shouldn't now, talk. You shouldn't talk. Like if you had your shots, yeah, that's what, and that's why I'm. Um, I don't not try to give these youngsters like over like too much advice. Like, I, let them figure it out. I just let them figure it out. Like, you know what I'm saying? The way I did it might not work for you. Right. Just, just look what I did and. and Little Ollie probably won't never do a show in the club. <laughs> like that—that's not his music. He's not the type of artist to force himself to make a club hit. Like he gonna, he gonna stick in that line. But you can follow J Cole line or the. His line gonna be radio. It's gonna be B side hit album hit. And just make your best album and put the best song out of it. Like, it's, a lot of people don't want to just do their damn job. A lot of people don't want to do what it takes to get there. They want to do what they want to do. A lot of people can be great producers around here, but they focus on being artists. A lot of people can be great managers. They focus on being a beat maker. Like, and they know they talented in that in that aspect, but they don't want to be looked at as being used or they don't know what they doing for themselves or some shit. When they should be doing that, they just should be producers or they should be managers. They want to do other shit though. They want to be in the limelight. They want to be in the spotlight. I remember the time you could, you had to literally open up an album just to find out who made the beat. Come on, man, talk about it. But now producers, bro, they got their tags the in it. They the star of the song now. 
You just on his beat. That's it. This is where the game is at now. So, if I can be a beat maker, at least I still get some type of shine. Man. So, you know, I just want to see my people win, dog. Of course you have talent. Hell yeah. You got all the talent in the world. Can I be a baseball player? That's a good way to be. anything you want to be. Remember, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. You could have all the talent in the world, but if you don't do the right thing, then nothing happens. But when you do right, guess what? Good things happen. Mm, mm, mm. You hear me? You're right. That's deep. That's something my father would talk about all the time. That was something my father would talk about all my life. Come on. <laughs> uh, man, I, oh yeah, when we were talking about Gil, yeah. I meant to talk about this on. Oh, let me put it there. I think I missed something. Anyway, um, we, I was... I read this article from 2017. They updated it this year. Right. About um, detailing the adultification bias of young black girls. Um, This report says the average U.S. American believes black girls seem older, need less nurturing, knows more about sex, and need less support and comfort. Damn. That's the average U.S. American. But why? Because that's the way they look at black women, black girls. The same way they look at black boys. The same reason why uh, Tamir Rice was shot in point three seconds when they pulled up. Not even a full second went by when they pulled up, they hopped out and shot him. The same reason Michael Brown got shot just because he didn't want to walk on the sidewalk. Black girls develop faster. Doesn't. And but They don't got nothing. Think about your, your little girl. Compared to her little white friend, yeah. When she walked to a class, when she go to kindergarten next year, and after that, when she walked to a kindergarten class and the little white girl, the same major, walking to the same class next year, they're gonna be looking at looking for her to know more about this type of stuff than that little girl. They gonna treat your little girl like she should should be more advanced than it, like. Mm. And that's and think about it, when she get in the fourth grade when it really started looking that way, cause black girls do develop faster hormones. From first of all, from the the breeding they did this, you know, throughout the years, and then hormones, right. our diets and stuff. Your your little daughter in the fourth grade compared to her little white friend, they walk in the same classroom. The teacher gonna already be looking at her as a sex object. Mm. That's crazy. And that's the reason why this R. Kelly case is so like, so weird. Because if it was a bunch of white girls, it wouldn't go down like this. No, nah, it wouldn't have got this far. No, nah. people don't care about black girls. I ain't gonna say they don't care, but they leave them to hang a lot more. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Now that that that's something that I share with them, like do the debates and shit, like. Yeah, we we one in the same. Like, it's on a different end of the spectrum, but shit, we pretty much we targeted just the same. And just the same. Niggas in the hood treat them the same way though. It this yeah. ain't the, the U.S. We had a conversation about this. Yeah, this, this average U.S. person, it ain't just white people or Chinese or Mexican men. It's the niggas they grew up around. Look at them like this. It and that's that's part of the brainwashing. Yep. You you are a part of that brain like 
You a part of it. And this is what leave black women to feel the way they feel about black men. Right. This type of stuff. I think I think this is what they, they don't know how to say it or something or they just skip over it. But, but the now, way we treat them, we treat them as like other people okay. treat them. But now, in that same aspect, they treat us no different. Eh, slightly. Yeah, no. We do have no. to grow up faster. But I will say this, mothers baby they black sons way more than they do their daughters. Like, I preach hard about that child support shit because it ain't even the fact that you taking the motherfucking money. Yeah, that's out of spite. Is that's what I'm saying. That that yeah, that and ain't, you don't and it, it's 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 to a point easy. it's to a point where this is why it's different. And it might be even worse for women. Right. Because women will tear down the whole structure. Mm-hmm. The proven point. That's the proven point. That's the proven point. I hate you. I ain't gonna say we haven't displayed full out hatred towards them. But, cause don't get me wrong, it's some niggas out there, motherfucker, that just beat women. It's niggas out there that just don't like women. It's fair. That fuck them and you. But as a majority as a whole, niggas still care a lot about black women. But times change. Mm-hmm. Women got power. Women are more educated. Women making their own money. Now it's fuck you. Fuck whatever you got going on, they can come and disrupt your peace at any moment. <laughs> Fact. And either you got to allow it or you will be deemed the enemy. It's just one of the two. We we gonna forever have that target on our back. Right. Just because Reggie Black. Mm-hmm. Just because Christina Black. Mm-hmm. We gonna run into them obstacles just because. This should be the point where we come together. But we can't agree on shit. We can make all the sense in the world to a woman and she gonna find a reason to say no. Yep. Compared to if a woman come to us, we'll damn near debate with each other about it and come up with a a pretty much consensus of what the answer should be. Mm. Women want they they want equal rights. I ain't seen a black nigga that's opposed to that. No. I haven't seen one black man say, I don't want women to get they, equal they, rights. They confuse that battle with, you know, they, they confuse it. I'll battle but, directly with them. Yeah. But uh, I just thought that, that um that, that report about the adultification. That was pretty, that was that was some mind-blowing shit. Yeah, I think it went hand-in-hand hand with the R. Kelly case and the way it's being handled. So, like, how you coincide the two? Like, how you? It's a lot of, um, a lot of people that, just overlooking the black girls in the case, like they just looking at whether R. Kelly did or not, and not thinking about what the girls might have went through, like the, you know what I'm saying, the pressure to not say nothing because he's a celebrity, because how people feel, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we know people love R. Kelly, so I'm I'm not gonna say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll be hard. I don't want to be the person that gets R. Kelly in trouble. But that main <laughs> narrative always is like he taking girls from family. And he was like, Sparkle, little niece. <laughs> so you telling me that you just 
Like, if they underage and you just be and, born and, them, and, you're and, not going to. And it ain't, think about it, they parents even put the pressure on. Like, some of them parents got paid off when they went overseas doing their trial and all. The, the little girl ain't got nothing to do with the parents. To see. They, the parents are your parents. You trust them to do what's best for you. So, this dude done, done used you up and he done paid them off. And you still, like, you just stuck. Right. You know what I'm saying? With your emotion. You know? We ain't thinking, nobody thinking about the little girl. We thinking about, well, he paid her parents off. The parents shouldn't have let her go and all that. And R. Kelly didn't do it. He did do it. What about the little girl in the middle of all that, though? What actually happened? You know what I'm saying? Right. Who still, care about that? It's still a 14-year-old girl getting smashed on by a 30-year-old man. You know what I'm saying? Mm, you know? I don't think it's being dismissed. <laughs> I um, believe it's being totally dismissed. I believe I, I don't people think looking it's at being every, people looking at every side of the argument, but it. I believe because everybody's trying to get their point either point they show that they they know for a fact he did it, or they trying to fight and say I'm innocent. You see, what I'm it's saying? almost then, to the, it's almost to the point where people know he did it. Like even the people that's on his that's side, what I'm saying. know he had said, but they like what about the parents and his entourage? Everybody knew. Why they saying something now? And, so, and, and technically, was, by law, like this girl, was, them question that you asked. That girl was thirteen years old. She was convinced that by her parents who was paid off, and by R. Kelly not to say nothing. Bro, what is the last thing a pedophile want to do? Go to jail. <laughs> That's <laughs> the last fucking thing they want to exactly. do. Exactly. So they he, don't want to go to jail. You gonna pay them folks off and send them off? The whole. But nobody think about this thirteen year old girl. You know what I'm saying? Still. I don't think no... I I get... I'm, I'm saying, like, ain't nobody... I'm, I'm feeling you for, like, ain't nobody... They not even actually... Making at, this, like, actual the, crime. Like, they... His parent... The parent shouldn't have sent the girl off. Well, okay. That's facts. I, as a parent, I wouldn't set my kids up like that. But... This is what happened. It happened. Right. Yeah. And... Let's talk about her mental state and what she is. Yeah, like... It, it might not hit her right then, but when she grows up, then, she, like, she might figure it I out. I never used. It was like always after the case where you find out names and shit. Because, yeah. you know, it's dealing with underage kids and whatnot. That would make the Central Park shit so yeah. even bad. But now, we ain't talking about that. But now, when you're dealing with young kids, you know, you don't get the names of them. So, yeah. um, again, with Kelly knowing that, you know what I'm saying? Like, his whole thing is trying to. Suppress all Yeah, suppress that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because you know that you media motherfucker can find that motherfucker, bro. If they want to find them, they can find them. Right. But, again, like, I hate killing. I hate that he, first of all, I hate that he doing the shit. But number two, I hate that you find a way to wiggle out one time and then you get right back in the quicksand. Like, you get right back in it. And, like, Come on, bro, like, that's you. Like, I ain't gonna bullshit you. That's you. I'm not gonna start listening to your shit. I was just listening to 12 Play the other night. But. You gotta be careful with it, though. Why? I ain't, <laughs> I ain't, I ain't saying throw away your R. Kelly catalog and then, like, I'm just saying, like, I understand where folks coming from when they don't want to hear this shit now because what's yeah. attached to Well, yeah, but now, again. When, when we when we talk about these musicians and shit, when we listen to to um, seem like you're ready and all this shit, like 
I don't think nobody's thinking R. Kelly in that moment. They thinking about the memories they done had in the moment of singing that song. Yeah. I don't think people even, like certain songs you don't even attach to the to the artist. You attach to your memories. Man. So, you know, because at the end of the day, you don't bump the motherfucker to sing like you ready. Yeah. Like, I don't know where your mental space at, but the average guy, he'll it probably think yeah. about it from time to time. Yeah, it ain't going on just... You see what I'm saying, so? Yeah. I don't, like I said, it, it's a sticky situation. It's nasty for one, bro. Like, it's too much pussy out here. Yeah. Too much wrong pussy, bro. Like... Don't do don't do 14-year-olds, 13-year-olds. And then... 12-year-olds. What if they... Use Kelly as like not being criminal, but like mentally. You can't say that. It, it could be a mental illness. Now. You don't think they gonna fuck up even worse? <laughs> like it gonna fuck up even worse, bro? Cause she want jail time. Yeah. And the way this pedophilia shit is catching traction, it might be a day and our time where pedophilia. Will be looked at like ADHD. It's a sexual preference. It's gonna be looked at as pretty much normal. That's gonna that's nasty, bro. That's the world we live in. It's that's a slippery nasty. slope. It's a slippery slope when you start just saying everything cool. That's nasty, bro. It's niggas out here that'll prefer fucking with a little girl that I ain't got out of high school yet. To a grown up. Like that, bro. I seen seniors fucking eighth grader. Me too. And I thought that I was nasty. Seen it. I done seen it, bro. And this, this the to me that's nasty. Them four years is critical, and that's a difference. You gotta find something to bring that mood up. Between you being eighteen years old and fourteen years old, you done learned a whole lot of shit by eighteen. And you fucking need eighth graders. They in, they in a whole nother school building for. That's nasty. I don't know. But, shout out to old Johnson, goddamn. He got up out that motherfucker, so. He, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, we gonna have to bring the mood up, right? Man, I don't want to. Right? Here we go, y'all. Hey, hey. This nigga playing some peanut butter jelly. Take the game, boy. You know your mama bumping it. My mama used to listen to Sugar on the Flow. Messed with my podcast and it was so fit to eat. Shivery is dead. Most respect.
Feeling it, boy. Boy, get out of here. Stop it. Boy, you don't start this shit. Crazy. You uncultured or something for gun, you. Yeah, man. We're going to end the episode right there. Episode 58, man. Don't get Best robbed by a nigga that ain't diaper goat, nigga. Don't get robbed by a diaper goat, my nigga. Man, I let me. Never get robbed by a diaper goat. 1850. <laughs>